93.5 W233DB Norwich. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill gearing up for a seventh vote on Congressman Kevin McCarthy's bid to become the next Speaker of the House. Following six failed votes, McCarthy met with his detractors and has reportedly made some more concessions. The House adjourned at 8.30 p.m. Wednesday night after a sixth failed attempt to select a Speaker of the House. The body returns at noon in an effort to select a leader and proceed with the business of starting the 118th Congress. Republican leader Kevin McCarthy is still in the hunt for votes to give him the majority he needs to become the next Speaker. Two African-American colleagues, Democrat leader Hakeem Jeffries of New York and Republican Byron Donalds of Florida, are also in the running. As the weekend approaches, House Democrats have been asked to stay in Washington in an effort to make sure that all votes are counted. Bernie Bennett, Capitol Hill. As a powerful storm hammers the state, evacuations have been ordered in a high-risk coastal area of California where mudslides killed 23 people in 2018. Pat King lives in Pacifica and hopes he'll be able to continue to call it home. We're scared. We're, we're getting more sandbags and just buckling down the best we can. San Francisco Mayor London Breed says the rain is relentless. It's coming down. It's coming down hard. Um, and it's not letting up anytime soon. Raising fears of flooding and mudslides. Eight people, including five children, have been found fatally shot in southern Utah, said to be members of the same family found in a home in Enoch, about 245 miles south of Salt Lake City. Enoch City Manager Rob Dotson says at the moment there's a lot authorities don't know. It's going to take hours and hours and hours to make a determination of what happened inside this home. And there's been nothing yet on a possible motive. A suspect in the brutal murders of four University of Idaho students now back in Idaho to face charges. Brian Koberger may have a court appearance today. The Dow down 366 points. NASDAQ is off 116. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm Lance Wall now, Christian author and evangelical leader, here to remind you that God's gifts should never be taken for granted. Take, for example, your retirement savings. You've worked hard for your money, and God has rewarded you for that. Now, with record inflation eating away at the value of the U.S. dollar, those rewards are literally being taken from you. But there is a way the faithful can fight back. By diversifying your retirement account into gold, your savings can be protected. And that's what God wants. Even better... A physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group allows you to transfer your current retirement funds into gold without fees or penalties. To see how it works, text the word FAITH to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold IRAs. That's FAITH to 989898. Take action right now, and I pray that your family is blessed with continued prosperity. One of the winners of last year's Nobel Peace Prize has gone on trial in Belarus. The Nobel Peace Prize committee was in no doubt. Awarding the prize to Oles Bialyatsky, they described him as someone who devoted his life to promoting democracy. But Mr. Bialyatsky wasn't around to receive the award in person. He's been held in a Belarus prison since being arrested last July, along with two other members of the campaign group he founded. Vyasna has long been a thorn in the side of the Belarusian government monitoring the arrest and torture of other human rights protesters. If found guilty, the three men face up to 12 years in prison. The BBC's Paul Moss. Afghanistan's ruling Taliban claims to have killed eight ISIS terrorists while arresting nine others, a series of raids targeting key figures in a spate of attacks in Kabul. 
A Taliban official says raids in the capital city in western Nimroz province targeted ISIS members. Townhall.com. It's called Mohs surgery. First Lady Jill Biden will undergo the procedure during as doctors remove a small lesion from above her right eye. The lesion was discovered during a routine skin cancer screening. And presidential physician Dr. Kevin O'Connor says the 71-year-old First Lady will undergo the outpatient procedure next Wednesday at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland. Doctors recommended that the lesion be removed during what O'Connor describes as a common outpatient procedure. Greg Clugston, Washington. The mastermind of the nationwide college admissions bribery scheme that ensnared celebrities, prominent business people, and other parents has been sentenced to three and a half years in prison. Rick Singer's punishment is the longest sentence handed down in the scandal, which came to light in 2019. On Wall Street, the S&P, 34 points lower. More on these stories at townhall.com. Kind of a dreary start out there this morning. Today, we're going to feature mostly cloudy skies. Slight chance for an isolated shower or some sprinkles. Temperatures peak early today in the mid to upper 40s and slowly drop as the day progresses, falling into the 30s after sunset. Tonight, cloudy and damp with areas of fog. Once again, isolated shower as possible. Overnight low 34. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, scattered rain. Temperatures in the low 40s tomorrow. Saturday, a mixture of sun and clouds. Highs in the low 40s. Sunday, mostly sunny, then increasing cloudiness. Highs uh, 38, inland 40 for the shoreline. In the early morning forecast center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Thursday. 44 in Norwich, 47 in New London. Good morning. I'm Marty Hausberger. U.S. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg came to New London yesterday to highlight a recently announced $158 million federal grant for repairs to the North northbound span to the Gold Star Memorial Bridge. The work will allow heavier vehicles to move over that span, which is the largest in Connecticut. The Gold Star was one of only four projects that were successful in getting a large bridge grant. The regular session of the Connecticut General Assembly is underway after lawmakers were sworn in for their new two-year terms. Democrat Matt Ritter was re-elected as House Speaker by his peers. Ritter's nomination seconded by House Republican leader Vincent Candelora in a show of cooperation. New Haven Senator Martin Looney was again elected to serve as President Pro Tem of the Senate with Bob Duff of Norwalk continuing as Senate Majority Leader. A convicted sex offender currently at a men's prison wants to be moved to York Correctional in Nyanic, the state's only women's prison, because that person identifies as an intersex woman. 28-year-old Brandy Wood pleading no contest yesterday to a risk of injury to a minor charge. Wood will be sentenced in March when Wood's attorney plans to ask his client be sent to York. That decision is ultimately up to the Corrections Department. Mostly cloudy with falling temperatures after sunset will be in the 30s. Right now, 44 in Norwich. At 10.06, next news at 11. I'm Marty Hausberger, WICH. And now, Stu Breyer. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now, here's Stu Breyer. Okay, we hope to be hearing from Rob Simmons shortly on WICH at 889-5252. So uh, in a few minutes, we'll uh, see if we can connect with him.
The Yukon Sports Network from Learfield. Rebound. Loose puck. Score! The Huskies win! The ice bus rolls on. Shoot! Score! Empty netter! Closes the door! Huskies will win it! Catch all the action all season long on your home for Yukon hockey. Catch many of the Yukon Husky hockey games right here on 1310 and 94.5 FM WICH. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Mostly cloudy temperatures falling from the mid-40s into the 30s after sunset. Going to drop to 34 tonight with some fog, maybe a pop-up shower. Scattered rain showers tomorrow on a cloudy Friday, high of 43. Mix of sun and clouds Saturday, 42. Mostly sunny on Sunday, but clouds will be on the increase as the day goes along, a high of 40. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. Fox News commentary. French President Macron calls it a small revolution in preventative health care. Find out what he's giving free to young people next. President Trump has announced, and Ron DeSantis is rising fast. Who do you support for 2024? Newsmax wants to know what you think. Vote in the Newsmax poll. Just text the word RESPOND to 39747. That's RESPOND to 39747. It takes just seconds. Text RESPOND to 39747. Let your voice be heard and watch Newsmax today. Texting enrolls for automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. As of the new year, anyone under the age of 26 will now have access to free condoms in French pharmacies, and that's not all. Emergency contraception will also be free and available to all women without a prescription. The French president has yet to clarify if that extends to non-binary persons or just biological females, but nevertheless, this is a bold step. This strategy aims to reduce STDs in the young French population, as the rate of those diseases have skyrocketed by about 30% in the last couple of years. And though the free-for-all condom giveaway was initially for those 18 to 25, it's now open to anyone under 26, minors included. Now, now look, I'm not saying this is a bad step because preventative measures have always beat the alternative, but opening up the age bracket to include minors is a little concerning because you got to wonder, where are the parents and do they know and do they care? This is all part of the global conversation on making parents parents again. I'm Tommy Lahren and you can watch my show Tommy Lahren is Fearless at Outkick.com. Well, no matter what year it is, it's always a pleasure to have on our show the Colonel Rob Simmons. Good morning, Rob, and Happy New Year. Well, thank you, Stu, and Happy New Year to you and to all of your wonderful listeners. We like to uh, pick your brains um, because you have um, been in the swamp. Is it swampier than ever, or or (laughs) has it always been this way in Washington? It's not much much different, uh, I don't think. And, you know, I'm reading the the paper today, the New London Day. It's actually uh, yesterday's paper. And the headline, front page above the fold, uh, House Without Speaker, GOP in disarray. Well, they're jumping on that uh, right McCarthy away. Huh? fails in three rounds of voting. Most defectors are election deniers. And I, I'm, I'm looking at this, and, and then I, I, of course, get a lot of emails, so I got an email from the uh, the Democrats down in Washington D.C., they send me a lot of emails. They think I'm a Democrat, probably. And uh, uh, and and what are they saying? They're saying um, Republicans have uh, failed to govern. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the disaster uh, with regard to the Speaker 
next election shows that they they can't govern, but we, the Democrats, are ready to govern. Well, it's amazing how they take advantage of that so quickly, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I was a first selectman. My daughter-in-law worked for Governor Baker of Massachusetts, and uh, when I went to Congress, uh, you know, it was not to govern; it was to legislate. The Congress, the House of Representatives, and the Senate, these are legislative bodies. And, uh, you know, you have to ask yourself, has the issue regarding the selection of a speaker uh, had any significant impact on any particular policy matter that, uh, that currently comes under the jurisdiction of the executive branch? Has it had anything to do with you know, securing the border or... Mm-hmm. Dealing with uh, cost of living, inflation, and a whole range of things. Not really. Not really. Basically, what the House Republican Party is doing is having a long overdue debate on the issue of the power of the Speaker's office. Uh, Nancy Pelosi ran the Speaker's office pretty much as a one-person show. It was her way or the highway. And Republicans and some Democrats have been critical of that for a long period of time. So what is happening now, essentially, is an effort by some Republicans to change the rules with regard to how the Speaker's office operates. They don't want Kevin McCarthy to be Nancy Pelosi with a pair of pants on. They want more authority on the Rules Committee. They want more authority out of the committee chairman. They want to be able to offer additional legislation from the floor. As, as you may know, in the Senate, when a bill is introduced, any senator can speak on it almost indefinitely and any senator can offer amendments. The rules are very different because the Senate is a smaller body. In the House, no bill comes to the floor that doesn't go through the Rules Committee, and the Rules Committee is pretty much controlled by the Speaker of the House. Um, and and there are members uh, of the House, and in particular members of the Freedom Caucus, who are saying, we don't want to go through another two years of having the Speaker and a half a dozen people people around him, or in the case of Pelosi, her, setting the tune. We want more uh, authority as elected officials to bring to the fore. So as a consequence of this two-day debate, issues like um, the border crisis have, you know, Kevin McCarthy has said, I will introduce legislation with regard to securing the border. Mm-hmm. And, and also, he promised to introduce legislation with regard to term limits. People have talked about term limits forever, or at least for the last 20 or 30 years, because, because people who are elected to the House over a long period of time accrue power far in excess of what they should have as individual members of the House. Term limits would fix that. Uh, Newt Gingrich ran on a promise of term limits, and a lot of the Gingrich um, legislators who were elected uh, in the landslide of 1994 
self-limited themselves to three terms and left. They said that, that's, but that was voluntary. Um, we think, I think, others think, it should be a permanent part of the rules of the House. So, you know, arguing for these things from Kevin McCarthy in exchange for a vote is really not a bad thing, in my opinion. So he's it made a, a lot bad of... Thing a, from the standpoint of Kevin McCarthy. He's made a lot of concessions. Of Republicans, but from my perspective, <clears throat> this is just what you want. But Rob, he's made a lot of... He's made a lot of uh, concessions. Is it something more than that with uh, the people who want voting against him? Is it a uh, personality, a personal, personal thing? This, this uh, Congresswoman Bobert has basically said, you know, I don't like him. I'll never vote for him. Well, you know, that's irresponsible. Yeah. I, I've, I've, uh, I have legislated with people I don't like because we have a common interest. That's what, that's what, it, that's what the game, that's what the business is all about. Um, you don't have to like. I, I worked with Bernie Saunders on the um, on the dairy compact. There's a lot about uh, Bernie Saunders that I don't like, but he had a dairy um, a group of dairy farmers in Vermont, similar to our dairy farmers here in Connecticut. So we had a common interest. So whether or not you like somebody, get over it. Work for the people. Your job is to work for the people. And if Bernie Saunders and I could work together. Uh, for the dairy farmers of New England, that would be Connecticut, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, and northern New York, then that's what we should do, whether we like each other or not. And and I, I did the same with a fisherman working with a congressman from uh, from Massachusetts uh, who, who uh, had a coastal district. I didn't like him at all. In fact, he was one of my professors at Harvard and gave me a bad grade. <laughs> but... Well, you know, when it came to working for the fishermen, we worked together. So when somebody like some freshman like Lauren Barbert yaps about she'll never vote for Kevin McCarthy because she yeah, doesn't like was, him. That was ridiculous. I, I wonder yeah. why she's even there. So if uh, the average American, do they think the Speaker of the House has more clout than they really do? The average American probably doesn't know enough about how the House works to make that judgment. Mm-hmm. But but I, I spent um, you know, six years in the House as a member and seven years... Uh, in the Congress as a staff person, and so you know these are things that I know and understand. And so when members of the Freedom Caucus uh, complain that they don't want just you know two more years of the same, I can understand that. And one of them uh, said last night, which is kind of interesting. Um, this was uh, Congressman Roy from Texas. He said, "We've had more discussions in the last two days." as a body hmm. than we've done in frickin' four years. Mm, that's amazing. Totally well, that's amazing. important. Yeah. And that's part of the frustration uh, that people can have. I had, I had frustration with the leadership. When I was in Congress, I, I ran on a platform of, of helping the veterans. I became chairman of the Veterans Health Subcommittee. And, and working uh, in a bipartisan fashion, we framed a funding a program for veterans' health that satisfied the requirement, but when we reported it to the floor and it went to the it went on to the calendar, you had to go to the rules committee uh, to um, to get it approved for floor action. When I went to the rules committee, the Republican leadership said uh, there's too much money in this bill. So one of the amendments to the bill is to take 1.6 billion dollars out of your bill. And I said, well, well, this was the number 
that the Secretary of Veterans Affairs requested, and this is the number that we unanimously approved. And I said, well, we, we you know, Tom DeLay thinks it's too high, so you're, we're going to amend, make an amendment to reduce it by $1.6 million. So what and, I think... Uh, and I fought yeah. that. When I, I came to the yeah. floor, I fought that amendment, mm -hmm. and they wouldn't let me speak on it. And so I went over to the Democrat side, and they gave me a minute to speak against the amendment, which I did, and the amendment failed. Okay? Uh, the leadership had called me in beforehand and had said to me, Denny Hastert, the Speaker of the House, had said, we hear you're not going to support our amendment. You will support our amendment. I said, well, no, I won't. He said, well, you have to be a good Republican. I said, well, wait a minute. Um, I've been a member of the Republican caucus for four years. I've been a Republican for 10 years, but I've been a member of the U.S. Army for 30 years. And, and my commitment here is to veterans who've served their country in uniform, in particular veterans who have health issues. And this is a figure that we have agreed is adequate, and, the, and this is the figure that the Secretary of Veterans Affairs originally submitted to OPM to go forward in the president's budget. It's simply that the president took $1.6 billion out, and we're putting it back in. Well, you have to do what we say. I said, well, I'm, I'm not going to, and I didn't. Uh, Good for and, you. And the bill passed, which was great, and then, of <laughs> course, they fired me as chairman. <laughs> so, so, you know, there's, there's a price to pay when you, when you oppose the leadership. But the question I have is, are these people attempting to make the system more responsive to the members, or, or is it just a, an ego trip? Mm -hmm. uh, well, with Ms. Boebert, I'm not, I'm not impressed with her at all. Um, she was on TV last night. I, didn't, I wasn't impressed with what she said. Um, she was... Um, mm, I saw her, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just outrageous uh, commentary. That, well, I don't like him. I'll never yeah. vote for him. Well, that's well, stupid. You know what? That, that's not how a legislature works. And that's not how a committee works. And that's not how the U.S. House works. Um, if, if your personal prejudices get in the way of, of making judgments that are good for the body and therefore good for the people, then, then you really should be doing something else. I get the impression that it's personal because when I talk to these people who are saying, I'm never going to vote for Kevin um, uh, McCarthy, I'm never going to vote for him, and then they don't really give an answer of how they would do it That's differently. Well, you're exactly correct. And, and I'm not going to say there aren't uh, certain members who are, who are saying that, but there are others who are not saying that. Mm -hmm. We're simply saying we want changes in the rules. I... I have a copy uh, of the um, House Rules and Manual for the 107th Congress. That's when I was elected. And um, this copy of the rules that I have, I, when I was elected, I, I ran through it. I can't tell you that I've stud, studied every single bit of it because it runs about uh, 1,320 pages. It's substantial. You, yeah. Um, but what it does tell you is that the... House of Representatives and the Senate both have a set of rules. These are the rules you follow. And over the years, the uh, over 150, 200 years, um, the the role of the Speaker has changed. In fact, Speaker Cannon, at the turn of the last century, centralized the power of the Speaker using the Rules Committee, and and that has enhanced the power of the Speaker up up through Nancy Pelosi where almost nothing got done by anybody who wasn't part of the leadership. 
and that's the way she wanted it. A very powerful, centralized speaker. What the Freedom Caucus is saying is we don't want Kevin McCarthy to be Nancy Pelosi wearing a pair of pants. We want more freedom to exercise our power as members to bring forward legislation. We want to be able to return to the regular order for the budget. We haven't had regular order for the budget for 15 years. We use these continuing resolutions and omnibus bills. That's not how the system was designed. The continuing resolution and omnibus bills were designed for emergencies. But but we've but the Congress, the U.S. House, which has budget power, has used these emergency mechanisms as regular order. They're not regular order. It's not the way the place is supposed to run, and that is is partially responsible for the incredible growth of the national debt. So they're Barack actually Obama, uh, the national debt increased more mm-hmm. under his his uh, his domain under his regime than in the whole history of the country prior to that. So actually they're talking about people they're talking about people who don't even want the position uh, which is bizarre. I mean they say well you know we get in the uh, get in the running here and they don't even want to do it. Well that's that's the whole point. To me this this will resolve itself because McCarthy has made concessions. The question is do the concessions render the speaker's leadership role irrelevant and does the house just turn into a mob okay here's the $64,000 question and I, 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 never, I wasn't aware of that I understand that if you don't like the job the speaker of the house is doing you can kick him out that's correct just like uh, that in, in, the, in the old days it used to be a majority of the caucus then he said uh, five members can move an action to remove me now they've gone one member can move an action. So here's the problem with that. Uh, that, that. That What happens then if that rule is adopted, he's voted speaker, and the next thing you know, Ms. Boebert uh, is out mm-hmm. there screaming and yelling and moves that he be removed. Then that has to be debated, and that has to be voted on. In other words, a single individual uh, on either side of the aisle can gum up the works almost indefinitely. So you have to be careful that when you when you change some of these rules, that you don't change them to turn the the body in into an irrelevant um, and dysfunctional body. So some of the things you said have, have seemed like common sense to me. Why don't they just and maybe they do talk to Kevin and this is how we would like to change I it. As, I assume that they are. And then I assume uh, that. Now what some what some of the Freedom Caucus is saying is we we have been we have been planning on having the majority for several months. And we've raised these issues with Kevin for several months, and he's ignored us. Mm-hmm. Now we have the majority, but we don't have a red wave majority, 20 or 30 members. We have a narrow, very narrow majority, and so that very narrow majority gives the Freedom Caucus the opportunity to wedge him, to vote, to vote against him so he cannot get to 218, and then wedge him so that he has to accommodate some of their concerns. And from my perspective, some of those concerns are very legitimate. So personally, uh, when you look at his uh, resume, has he been uh, a decent guy, or has he been too much with the other side? Well, you know, when the January 6th uh, event came along, he, he was yapping about it. 
then he he withdrew those remarks. He said things about Trump that irritated people, and then he withdrew those remarks. So there's no question he is he's a political animal, uh, and you know they they political animals take different colors at different times. No question about that. But he he ha- he is well spoken. He um, has been the Republican leader for a number of years. And when you get the majority, you don't just throw all the leadership out and, and start from scratch. And one thing about the Freedom Caucus that people uh, need to know about is they, they tend to be uh, junior members of the caucus. They tend to be one- or two-term members. Uh, the leader, uh, Congressman Young, is a four-term member. I don't think any members... Um, are, are senior members. So they tend to be young, they tend to be firebrands, uh, and half of them are voting for Kevin McCarthy already. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of the right wing of the right wing that's that's causing some of the fuss. Any predictions? And then, um, is it going to change real soon, or what do you think? Well, uh, it can go a long time if, if people want it to go a long time. Yeah. I, I hope it doesn't. I think there's a lot of important stuff that needs to be done, so we need to kind of uh, come to closure on this. But I certainly uh, am agreeable uh, to some of the things that they, some of the commitments or concessions that they have demanded uh, from mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy. Because if if you don't make those demands, it's just going to be business as usual. And I don't think, you know, I don't think the American people want it. Uh, it's interesting to note that. That uh, on 14 occasions there have been debates over the selection of the speaker. The last one was, I think, in 1920. 1920. Every other debate on the selection of the speaker before that single one in 1920, every single one was either it was from the very beginning of of the uh, Congress and the. Um, 17 late 1790s uh, up to the 1840s and then you can ask yourself you know every other every other term they were there were 13 of them over 26 years it was like every four years there was a fight over the speaker why was that well the reason is interest it was interesting from my perspective the reason there was a debate was because of slavery uh, you had Southern Democrats and Northern uh, Whigs, they called them Whigs then, who were in disagreement on slavery. And so the Southern Democrats wanted a Democrat speaker who would be pro-slavery, and the Northerners wanted a Whig speaker who would be anti-slavery, and, and the country was divided, and that led to the Civil War. I remember that. I started here around that time. Do you remember that? Yeah. I remember that. So what about uh, <laughs> without the Speaker of the House, they can't swear? Do you remember, do you remember the only Republicans, <laughs> the only Connecticut Speaker of House in history? It was Jonathan Trumbull. He was the second Speaker of the House after Muhlenberg from Pennsylvania. So, so you know, this was a long time ago. But in the old days, the, the, the debates over Speaker were, were very common. It was only after the Civil mm-hmm. War... And, and especially after Joe Cannon was Speaker in 1901, that he consolidated the power of the Speaker through the Rules Committee. And that is why um, you have not had these debates uh, over the past 100 years or so. But let me ask you this, Stu. Mm-hmm. Is America divided today? 
Extremely. Absolutely. Unfortunately. So it's, it's that division uh, between liberal, progressive, socialist Democrats and conservative, constitutional, traditional Republicans. It's a fundamental divide. It's a divide that was that uh, developed has developed slowly, but but came to a head with Obama, who promised fundamental changes to our country in ways that people didn't want. The response to eight years of Obama was Donald Trump, who said, uh, you know, basically, let's get back to making America great again, which of course progressives and liberal socialist Democrats didn't want. And so then we ended up with Joe Biden, who was going to unify the country and has done nothing but divide the country. Really? So, no, we're, we're divided. Uh, we're, our elections are very close. Lots of money is being spent on them. Uh, disagreements are, are broadly based across the country. Families don't want to talk politics at Thanksgiving and Christmas because they're going to get in arguments. So, no, the country is divided, and this is an example of the division. It's not just division between Republicans and Democrats. It's division between um, progressives, liberals, moderates, and conservatives. So without the uh, Speaker of the House, uh, they can't swear in the newly elected officials, um, and that's the person that does it, Speaker of the House, right? That's, that's the way it's supposed to work. You're supposed to pick the Speaker. You're supposed to pick the uh, sergeant-at-arms, the, the clerk, the parliamentarian, and the chaplain. Mm-hmm. And then you swear in the members. And so at some point... <clears throat> um, this will be resolved, but, yeah, but it has to be. I certainly don't think that any particular damage has occurred because the Republican Party is debating the role of the Speaker and the role of the Rules Committee and the role of individual members in bringing issues forward. Bear in mind that for many, many years, uh, the uh, Democrat Speaker of the House, Sam Rayburn of Texas, prevented any bill on civil rights for coming, for, from coming before the House. In other words, the civil rights movement basically had to wait until the 60s uh, because uh, speakers like Sam Rayburn from the House refused to uh, allow a rule to allow debate on civil rights or uh, bringing blacks into schools, southern schools. All right, WICH AM and FM, we have tuned in to Colonel Rob Simmons is with us, a veteran, a former congressman, and um, he knows the Washington scene for sure. Let me take uh, a caller that's been waiting to ask you a question. you have a question Absolutely. for Rob? Hey, good morning, Stu. Uh, real quick uh, for Rob Simmons. Hey, Colonel, man, I served in the military, uh, Navy veteran, and you know what? I got to say this, Rob, and I love you, and I voted for you back in your day. Did you have a question? Yes. Do you think Nancy Pelosi did a good job or not? Okay, I want to know that. I, you thank know, you. I'm not a Democrat, but I, I feel bad. I think she got a bad rap. All right, thank you. Nancy Pelosi was a very powerful, very effective <laughs> Speaker of the House. Now, on the question of whether she did a good job or not, she used her power to get what she wanted. But at the same time, by using a centralized speaker's office and by using a very partisan Democrat-controlled rules committee, she shut out the other party. And 
I'm not convinced that that's the best way to operate a legislative body where you shut out the other party. So yes, mm -hmm. uh, she was a very powerful, very effective speaker for the people she represented, but she was not for the people on the other side of the aisle, the Republican Party. She was not, in my opinion, the Speaker of the House. She was the Speaker for the Democrat Caucus in the House. I thought for... And, for and when I say that, bear in mind, I served with uh, John Boehner, and when John Boehner uh, took the gavel uh, as Speaker of the House, he said, I will be Speaker for the whole House, and that is part of the tradition. There is a tradition of speakers saying, I, w I will represent everybody as Speaker of the House, not just my party. So, you know, that's part of the debate. Part of the debate is, what should the role of the speaker be? Should they, should they just represent their party in the House of Representatives? Should they extend privileges to members of the other party? Uh, should they have absolute control, or should they spread the control around with the committee chairman uh, and, the, and the other caucuses? This is part of the debate. But I want I them will, to I uh, tell you, Nancy Pelosi was <clears throat> very good at what she did for her people, but not for the other side, and maybe in some respects not for the American people. Well, I, the number one thing I want them to do is uh, do what, what's best for all the American people. That's the whole point, to the extent possible. An open <clears throat> border is not good for America. Let me she take... did nothing to stop the open border. Nothing. Let me take a short break. Uh, I'm going to try to get in as much as I can this hour. Or maybe we can keep you on till 2024 and talk about the upcoming election. Stay with me, Rob. This is Lisa Stofan. Heard the Mark Patrick weight loss hypnosis hype? Well, I attended because my father stopped smoking. I lost 70 pounds and my friend lost 20 pounds in the first two months. Oh, man, that's amazing. Join Mark Patrick's hypnosis seminar. Lose the weight or stop smoking for only $49.99 guaranteed. Seminar Saturday, January 7th at the Hilton Garden Inn, Route 2 in Preston. Weight loss seminar at 11 a.m. Stop smoking seminar 2 p.m. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline is March 15th. Go to ctba.org. So much I want to talk to you about, and I'll try to get in as much as I can with uh, the Colonel Rob Simmons with us here on Stu's show at WICH AM and FM. I see that... Uh, President Biden now is talking about going to the border. I personally know why he's doing it, but uh, what are your thoughts about him after two years of chaos deciding, well, I'm going to go to the border? Yeah, it's, a, it's just BS. Uh, you know, my I served on the Senate Intelligence Committee as staff director. Biden was on the committee for four years. Uh, he, he blew a lot of smoke then. He, he would shoot his mouth off back then. And, he's, and, he, and, and there's really been no change. His personality has not changed at all. He's gotten older. He's gotten somewhat demented. He's being pushed around by his staff. Obviously, they're responding to some poll numbers and this sort of thing. But I have no confidence in him. And, and, and I, I think this game he's trying to play about, you know, bipartisanship and I'll go to the border and I'll do this and I'll do that, that's just nonsense. The border is wide open. It's wide open because of him. His executive orders overturned all of the Trump initiatives on the border, which were working. He, 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 is, not, uh, he, he is now confronted with the problem of uh, Article 42, which was a provision that, that uh, limited 
immigration or illegal immigration across the border because of COVID concerns. Um, and, 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 you know, maybe, maybe he's going to extend that, maybe not. But as far as I'm concerned, this border is a crisis of his creation, and, and it's time to enforce the law. We, we are a republic, a constitutional republic, that operates with the concept of equal justice under the law. That laws are important, and, and he has disregarded that. I, I, I get a chuckle. disregarded that. They've defunded the police. Mm, yeah. They've let criminals out on the streets. They've, they've allowed the border to be wide open. <clears throat> with with any anybody and everybody who wants to wander across can come in. It's a ridiculous situation. I get a chuckle before he was uh, elected. You know, we we're going to come together, and uh, now he's doing yeah, it in the second half of his garbage. administration. We we're going to come together. Let me take this call here. WICH, what's your question? Well, what is your question, sir? Well, take your time. Give me the question. Collectively, the genetic collective of the House of Representatives has changed over time, obviously, from Muhlenberg up to uh, now they have, uh, or Muhlendike, whoever it was, up through uh, Biden haven't been on, and he's changed since. Uh, so in the words or the terms of the genetic collective of the con- uh, constituent or the cons- consist of uh, the House of Representatives, do you find any parallel between Russia and the Ukraine, which are the same collective genetic pool. Okay, thank you. I couldn't hear the question because it was a bad length. Something about Ukraine and Russia connections, and uh, we could get it. I don't know if I have time to to get into all of that, um, but that's what he was referring to, uh, which, you know, I could ask you the question is, uh, obviously Ukraine's doing much better than anybody thought they would. And I keep hearing that Putin has some terminal illness. I don't know if that's just a, a bogus news story. Uh, what's your updated thoughts on all of that? Well, you know, the, the, the issues between Ukraine and Russia are longstanding, like several hundred years. And, and th- there are no natural borders, really, between Ukraine and, and Russia. So uh, in times when imperial Russia was strong, they would, they would invade into Ukraine and... And when the Soviet Union collapsed in 1991, Ukraine became free and independent, um, which uh, friends of mine who are Ukrainians said they welcomed that. They enjoyed the 30 years of freedom. And then when, uh, when Vladimir Putin invaded, he invaded with the expectation that Ukraine would just collapse, kind of the way they did when, uh, when Russia took over Crimea. Uh, by President Obama did nothing about Crimea. NATO did nothing about Crimea. They just kind of let it happen. And I'm sure he figured, well, well, we'll march on to Kiev and that'll be that. Ironically, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, uh, in his conversations with Zelensky, called him up and said, hey, I, uh, the Russians are attacking. Look, uh, we'll send a plane to get you out. I mean, what a ridiculous thing to, to say. Because Zelensky basically said, I don't need a plane to get out. I need weapons to fight them. And you know what? The Ukrainian people have fought. They fought bravely and courageously. Amazing. And we've provided them with weapons to fight for freedom. Some people say, why are we spending all this money on Ukraine when we can spend it right here at home? We've been spending a lot of money right here at home. Okay? 
We've been spending it, but maybe we've been wasting it. Maybe spending money on Ukraine so they can fight for freedom. Maybe that's a fundamental American value to support people who fight for freedom. Well, we could um, get into this, but we sure do waste a lot of money. You know, you hear people I, saying... I, I, I understand. And people yeah. say, well, uh, we, we should use the money on the border. Well, we're not using the money on the border. The money that was set aside for the border wall has been canceled by, by uh, Biden and Pelosi mm-hmm. and the Democrats. Let me take this quick uh, question for you. He's rotting on the ground. I have a question for Rob. Go right ahead. Yeah, question? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, Rob, it's, uh, being a Republican, uh, I've told Stu several times that this is an embarrassment, that uh, we have McCarthy and McConnell uh, running the Republican Party. All they do is vote for the Democrats continuously, and uh, both, both of them should be uh, ousted, in, in my opinion. Uh, and how, what an embarrassment that you have every single Democrat vote for Jeffries yesterday, in the Democrat Party, the minority who doesn't even run run the House. That that is an embarrassment beyond belief. And my question to you now is who comes up with these stupid rules that you have to have two hundred and eighteen to be the speaker? And the second rule is I can't believe this one, is that you can pick anybody you want to be the speaker of the house off the street. Right, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> yeah. Interesting yeah, question, yeah. You know, I I accept the frustration. You need two hundred and eighteen people. Uh, because that's the majority. So, you know, you have when you vote for the speaker, it has to be a majority of uh, you, you. First of all, you have to um, have uh, a sufficient number of people in the House to constitute a legitimate vote. And the and the winning vote, if every, everybody is there, if you do a roll call, is 218. That's the magic number. It's 218 to pass legislation, 218 to pass a vote for the leadership, whoever the leadership may be. Uh, and, and that's part and parcel of the rules. As for picking up anybody off the street, theoretically true. Theoretically, you can. The, the Speaker of the House does not have to be a member of the House. Um, and you will find that in other forms of, of government. For example, uh, I was elected chairman of the Stonington Republican Town Committee when I wasn't a member of the committee. The rules allowed that. I didn't have to be a member of the committee to be chairman of the committee. Can I nominate but, you but for that speaker? Being, that being said, the history of the speaker's uh, office is the speaker has always been a member of the House. So from the standpoint of tradition, mm-hmm. uh, I, I expect that will be the case. Well, I want to I nominate you for speaker. Is that all right? They have been working in minority status. Republicans have not been able to take the Senate. They've not been able to take the House. And if you can't take the House and you can't take the Senate and you can't take the White House, guess what? You're operating, um, in, in poker terms, with a, with a not very good hand. And if you don't have a very good hand, you got to play what you got. Well, I want to nominate you for Speaker, but I don't think you're in the mood for that. I so. will not take it. <laughs> I will not take that. All right. Uh, one more quick question here. WICH, your question for Rob. Hi, Rob. Every day, uh, Ukraine... It gets. It's terrible what's happening there, and um, I don't know where it's going to end. And we ought to know where these wars end because um, we have had experience. When are we going to? You're, you're talking about Ukraine. Ukraine, stop. and uh, when are we going to stop Putin? All right, thank yeah. you. I guess that's the million-dollar question. When will it end? Uh, will it be sooner than later? It seems like later now, huh? Yeah, in Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah, probably. When When will the war in Korea end? Mm-hmm. 
the war in Korea hasn't ended. Uh, there's an armistice, but the war has not ended. We're still, uh, the South Korea and North Korea are still at war. And, and we have 30,000 troops in South Korea supporting the South Koreans in a situation which is, um, is an armistice, but not uh, an end of the war, not an end of hostilities, in fact. So uh, should we pull our troops out of South Korea? Should we take them out of Okinawa? Should we vacate Guam? Uh, should we give Hawaii back to, I don't know, the king and queen of Hawaii? Uh, you, you know, to, in, to enforce the peace, to keep the peace, uh, involves, in some cases, economic assistance, in some cases, political assistance, in some cases, military assistance. Um, and that's just, that's just part and parcel the way it is. And the American people have to make judgments as to their leadership, as to what they want them to do. And, and it, it just appalls me to think at a time when the United States is at a critical point in our history, we still don't get more than 60% or 70% of people going out to vote. That's, that's crazy. That's remarkable. Remarkable. Well, it's, it's very unfortunate. <clears throat> I mean, I remember when they were voting in Afghanistan and they were putting their finger in an ink bottle, and you had about 95% of the people came out and voted even though they could get shot. By the <laughs> Taliban, so so or was it no? It was uh, Iraq. Excuse me. It was Iraq with the fingers in the bottle, and, and the voting places were dangerous. But people came out and voted. Uh, here today in America, uh, we don't get people coming out to vote, and, and that's unfortunate because the only way you can change policy is change the people. So we had a uh, the Secretary of Transportation in town, Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, he did a great job. It was checking out uh, New London. He checked out the underside of a bridge. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Impressive. Well, but I looked, I noticed a picture in the middle of the day. I saw him there. Mm-hmm. It's right there above the fold. He's, he, Buttigieg visits the Gold Star Memorial Bridge and a bunch of guys in suits walking around in, in, in a wet marshland. I don't know what they're doing there. I don't see Dick Blumenthal. No, I know Chris Murphy was talking about it, I think. But, uh, no, I didn't see Dick Blumenthal there. <laughs> Usually he's, he's right in the center yeah. of the photo. So, but, um, you know, so what are they doing? I mean, look, we have a bridge. The bridge <clears throat> needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. So let's fix the bridge. What's the big deal? Yep. Okay. Well, if it needs fixing, we sure want it fixed because I go over that bridge a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, he's visiting the Gold Star Bridge. And, you know, they're talking about, well, we, we got money to fix the bridge. Well, I hope so. We, we pay a gas tax. The gas tax goes in the transportation fund. We send billions of dollars every year to Washington, D.C. I hope we get a little bit back to fix the bridge. That'd be nice. Well, tomorrow is uh, the magical day of January 6th. And we know what happened, uh, what, two years ago now at the... Yeah, about three years ago, it, it was uh, it was a riot. There was a riot, <laughs> but 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 uh, three years ago today, you had the real insurrection. That's when uh, Biden and Obama and um, Mr. Comey and uh, members of the Justice Department met in the Oval Office and decided that they were going to promote the Russian hoax. You know, it's amazing, Rob. That nobody talks about. It's amazing, Rob. We're learning all of this stuff about, um, you know, they were in the bag in the last election and who knows how many other 
with Twitter and uh, the other Absolutely. outlets. And That's it's, the real insurrection. It's proven. The real insurrection is, is not a riot that got out of hands and a, and a Capitol Police that failed to defend the building for whatever reason, and, and we're still uh, digging that one out. But the real insurrection um, was the Oval Office meeting on January 5th, which was key to the entire anti-Trump operation. And that insurrection, of course, involved the President of the United States, the Vice President of the United States, Sally Yates from the Justice Department, CIA Director John Brennan, National Director of, National, uh, Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, and Susan Rice. And they conspired to promote a false narrative against the Trump administration to try to force him from office. That was the real insurrection not January 6th of a couple of, of a couple of years ago. Of course, we're learning now all of the uh, people that were erased from Twitter and uh, their points of view and uh, the FBI. That's part of the real insurrection, isn't it, uh, Stu? I'll tell you, Rob, I would say 70% of the people, unfortunately, may not know about these things that have been absolutely proven because uh, they're not going to get it from certain media outlets that they may be stuck to. Yep. And that's and, sad. And at that January 5th meeting, Obama gave his guidance about how to perpetuate the Russia collusion theory investigations. He talked about getting rid of General Flynn, uh, and, um, and he weaponized the intelligence community, FBI, CIA, Department of Justice, against a duly elected president of the United States, General Trump. Like him or not. A lot about Donald Trump I don't like, but like him or not, he was duly elected. And they initiated uh, essentially a top-level insurrection against his ins administration in an effort to drive him out. The, the, the bogus Mueller investigation, the two bogus impeachment initiatives, the tapping of the phones, uh, the, the withholding of information about the uh, Hunter Biden laptop, and, and, and just the list goes on. It's unbelievable that our media, which originally was entrusted under the First Amendment uh, with responsibility to keep a government honest, has now become a complicit player in the dishonesty, the dishonesty of the Democrat Party. Well, at, at a national if our country is going to survive, and I certainly hope to God it does, uh, this is going to have to be addressed big time. People yeah. need to and, know and about it. And the caller who said that what is happening with the Republican, the House Republicans, that that's um, a disgrace. It's not. You, you have to put a different, uh, shine a different light on it. It's just what we need. We need to question the system that fails to deliver for what the people want. The 70% of Americans don't want an open border. Why is it that we can't seem to get there in Washington, D.C., in part and parcel? The reason is because the rules of the Congress favor have favored the majority party, the Democrats, all along. And the elections have favored them because of the media and the, and the, tech, the tech platforms that play political games that they're not supposed to play, et cetera, et cetera. We, we've probably discussed this before, and uh, just to reiterate that uh, there's more to it why Mr. Biden, the president, uh, has the border open. Because, as you know, the fentanyl is killing people. There are 
smuggling going on with young people. Uh, who knows, terrorists could be coming in because we don't He's know who everybody... every illegal alien is going to vote for Democrat. Yeah, and that's the reason. If they're already working to get illegals to vote in New York City. I mean, I've said that years... ago around the country. I said that years ago, and people looked at me like, oh, yeah, right. Um, no, it's, it's pretty obvious. And it's not because they care about these people. It's it's they for don't. the votes. They, they want to be able to dominate for years and years to come because... Hey, you let me into your country. I'm going to vote for you. Well, if you can't, if you can't win with Americans voting, bring in foreigners and let mm-hmm. them vote. And that's why I think uh, finally the president is going to maybe peek at the border because you know we're coming up to 2024, and this is one of the big issues of the American people, as you say. Most of them want the border closed. So let me try to put a little glue on it before the next election. Is that probably the reason he's going? Right, probably it's a photo op. He, he will, he will, you know, he, mm-hmm. he he doesn't know where he is and what he's doing half the time. I want to get a quick question in, and I always appreciate you coming on. Hi, what's your question for Rob? Good morning. Uh, yes, your question. The question is, uh, it may sound a little off ball, but uh, how does he feel about? Uh, a possible World War Three. Okay. What do you feel about World War Three? I I don't feel very good about it. But what's your what's your answer to that? Well, uh, I. Well, let's uh, let's have Rob uh, answer that question. Go right ahead, Rob. Are you there? Yes, I'm yeah. here. No, I'm looking. For, where, where'd Rob go? I think I lost him. Hey, Rob, you still there? Rob. Yeah, lost you there, Sue. Something, something, okay. Somebody cut us off. They didn't like what we were saying. Uh-oh, they probably are. You know, we're, uh, one of the possibilities of World War III was the question. <laughs> I didn't hear the question because we got cut off. No, that's all. Well, that was the question. What, what, World War III? World War III. Well, some will argue we're, we're already beyond World War III, that World War III was the Cold War, which we kind of won, and now we're mm-hmm. in a sort of a tech war, an economic tech war, that, that the, wars, the wars of today and the future are not fought on the battlefield. They're, they're fought on the Internet and in the cloud and elsewhere. So who's, who's to say? Uh, who's to say? Are, are the Russians going to put nukes into Ukraine? I think they'd be crazy to do it, but... Um, uh, and if they do, what's that going to lead to? Nobody knows. It's a dangerous world. It's a dangerous yeah, world of because of North Korea. We got North Korea. We got China. North Korea with China. We got China with Russia. A lot of dangerous things. There yeah. are a lot of wackadoodles out there. Well, we have to keep smiling and hope for a good year. And it's always a pleasure to have you on our program. Well, thank you, Stu. I appreciate it, and uh, I um, look forward to working with you in the future. All right. Have a healthy year and all my, the best to your family. Yeah, Thanks, you Rob. Thanks. Bye. Stu Breyer with your WICH. Colonel Rob Simmons has been my guest, and I wish I could have taken a dozen calls, but it goes very quickly, so I'll get your response to some of the things after the news at 11. Falvey's, you're gonna love it. The new year is here. Falvey's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram has you covered with our Start Something New sales event going on now. Let us help you make 2023 your best year yet. You work hard, you deserve it. Falvey's will help you have the best car buying experience. Falvey's has a great selection of models in stock ready for immediate delivery. Falvey's has one of the largest selections of new vehicles to choose from, including the all-new plug-in hybrid 4XE Grand Cherokee and Wrangler. Save big during our 
Start Something New sales event. Located on Route 32 in Norwich, just down the street from Mohegan Sun, or visit us online at falvies.com in the comfort of your own home, where you can easily custom order to meet your needs. In the center of it all, serving southeastern Connecticut and beyond since 1932. No matter what direction you're coming from, all roads lead to Falvies. Hi, this is TJ Falvey. Stop by today and experience the Falvey's difference. WICHAM 1310 in Norwich and 94.5 FM, W233DB. Stu Breyer with you. We're just getting warmed up. It's pretty warm now. Let's check in on the news, and then we'll have an open forum next hour. It's now 11 o'clock. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. Compromise is in the air as Congressman Kevin McCarthy doggedly pursues the job of House Speaker. So far, failing to win enough votes to secure the post, but that could change today. Discussions between Republican Speaker nominee Kevin McCarthy and some of his 20 GOP detractors progressed on Wednesday after a sixth failed Speaker vote, pointing to more concessions from McCarthy as he aims to win over some of them ahead of the House returning at noon today. Items discussed in the meeting, according to a source, included lowering the threshold of a motion to vacate the chair, a move to force a vote on ousting the Speaker to one member. The developments and negotiations come in addition to a McCarthy-aligned PAC, the Congressional Leadership Fund, committing to not spend and save GOP open seat primaries. Bernie Bennett, Capitol Hill. Later this hour, President Biden will talk about the situation on the southern border. The president has faced withering GOP criticism about border security and enforcement, a topic he will address later this morning. The speech comes as Mr. Biden is making plans to visit the southern border for the first time since taking office. Yesterday, he said he intends to visit the border in connection with his trip to Mexico City next week. White House correspondent Greg Clugston. Ryan Koberger accused in the especially brutal killings of four University of Idaho students in November is back in Idaho, where he's charged with four counts of first-degree murder. Koberger's return to Idaho could mean that sealed documents on the case could soon be released publicly. Right now, there's a gag order, and attorneys, law enforcement, and other officials are forbidden from talking about the case. Correspondent Donna Warder says 28-year-old could make his first court appearance as early as today. There is a sell-off underway on Wall Street this morning. Right now, the Dow is down 389 points, a loss of more than 1%. The Nasdaq off 127 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. Hi, I'm Al Abaroa, founder of Knight Strategic Wealth. Inflation is a problem, markets are volatile, and the risk of running out of money in retirement is real. That's why I love annuities, and you should too. Your financial advisor doesn't want you to know that with our annuity strategy, when the stock market goes up, you earn a market-linked return that locks in every year, and when the stock market goes down, your annuity won't lose a dime. There are no unnecessary fees, and it works for your investments, money at a brokerage firm, or even money at a bank. It's simple, it's safe, and you should only invest if you learn the facts. And that's why savvy investors work with us. Want to learn more? Text FREE to 833-898-0500, and we'll send our retirement readiness kit directly to your phone right now. If you want to use safe, low-fee annuities to build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and never lose money, get our retirement readiness kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. 
Israel's longest-held Palestinian prisoner has been released after 40 years behind bars. Israel jailed Karim Yunis in 1983 for his part in the kidnap and murder of Israeli soldier Avi Bromberg in the Israeli-occupied Golan Heights three years earlier. He became a significant figure for Palestinians, writing political works in jail and also calling for agreements to be reached with Israel several years before the Oslo Peace Accords. Israel defended its decision not to release him as part of later deals with the Palestinians, which saw many prisoners freed, saying his detention was an internal affair as he is an Israeli citizen. The BBC's Tom Bateman in Jerusalem. A doctor says a death toll in a pair of suicide car bombings in Somalia has risen to at least 20, including nine members of one family. The physician says that more than 50 other people were admitted to a hospital for treatment following the explosion, al-Shabaab claiming responsibility. News and analysis, townhall.com. All things tech on display this week in Las Vegas. Tech companies of all sizes are showing off their latest products at the Consumer Electronics Show, or CES. The Vegas show is getting back to normal after going completely virtual in 2021 and seeing a significant drop in 2022 attendance due to the pandemic. LG unveiled a 97-inch OLED TV with what it calls a zero-connect box that streams content wirelessly. Autonomy showed its latest delivery robot, which has a self-dispensing feature that means a package can be delivered even if somebody's not there to collect it. And Holoride showed off a VR headset it says can prevent car sickness in passengers. Tasha Stevens reporting. Vladimir Putin has sent a frigate armed with Russia's latest hypersonic missile on a trans-ocean cruise. It's meant to be a show of force as tensions with the West escalate over Russia's ongoing war in Ukraine. More on these stories at townhall.com. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Thank you. Glad that you're here with us. 889-5252. Always a pleasure to have uh, Rob Simmons, who's been in the Washington scene and uh, his update on all the issues. And of course... We salute him for being a veteran. Welcome to the program. Stu, I had a call back, man. Second quarter. Hey, out of all your guests, since I've been listening to your uh, radio program and your studio show, I love Rob, Colonel Sanders. And I listen, I call Colonel Sanders. It's a joke because I don't like Kentucky Fried Chicken. It huh? doesn't... Yeah, he... Uh, He's just amazing. That guy is brilliant. I think he would have made a great president. I didn't know. And, you know, there's two people that I really love when you talk because I listen to politics. Hey, I think that Lieberman would have been a good president. You you talked about it probably 15 years ago. I liked him because he was uh, somebody who could um, stay in the middle and think about the American Uh, people. uh, Yeah. But Colonel uh, Rob Simmons, seriously, and I told him just when I called in on your first hour, I did vote for him. And, you know, I think, I just think he's remarkably intelligent and, damn, he knows he knows what's going on, you know, Stu? You're right, Joe. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hey. Hey there. That was a song. Hey there. That's for my birthday song today. It's your birthday. Happy birthday, Cindy. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. 
I just heard Tennessee Ernie sing a song, 16 tons, and what do you get? Another, Another day, day older and deeper in debt. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, my gosh, 91 today. 91? day older. <laughs> 91 is the new 70. Right. Right. Well, feel older. I thought, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll feel older, but you don't. You're just, just happy so, that you wake up. It's all how you feel, my friend. It's all how you feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wish it was a sunny, bright day, but uh, there's no snow out there. Let's see, is the sun coming up today? Mm, maybe not. That's all. Tomorrow, but for you, tomorrow. for you, we'll send a little sun. Mm-hmm. It's okay, it'll be sunny on the weekend, maybe. What, ta- what, ta- what town are you in, Cindy? What town? Mm-hmm. North Stonington. North Stonington. Okay, we'll send the sun to North Stonington. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moved up here all the way from Noank. I thought, good old Noank. <laughs> all right. So, uh, what do you want for your birthday? You want a song? Is do you want to hear Sixteen Tons, or what? What did you want to hear? Oh yeah, I like that song. He he had a great voice. Yep. Um, my uh, grandson and his wife had a baby yesterday. I thought, couldn't you have waited one day? <laughs> well, it's still a pretty new gift for you. That's nice. Huh? I know. It's my son-in-law's birthday too. So mm-hmm. Oh, I thought, excellent. Yesterday, mine's today, and uh, Saturday is my daughter's. So I thought, holy cow! Oh, you got to so get a giant cake! Boards. My goodness. When's yours? I forgot. August twenty-second. What? What month? August twenty-second. Oh, August twenty-second. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we'll remember. Don't you go anywhere. We want to celebrate it with another birthday party out in the parking lot. All right. The parking lot. That's, we had a lot of fun there. All right, my friend. Thank you. Happy Have birthday. You from uh, hmm? the Gabby Cabby? No, I, I, it's, it's heartbreaking, but he is, um, he is ill, and he's not doing it anymore. So. Oh, gosh. I know. Well, anyway. We uh-huh. miss him. I loved all the talks you and he had on the radio. I great. definitely miss great the Gabby night. Cabby. Okay, we, you have a great day. You take care of yourself. Have a wonderful day. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Hello, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi. Um, the subject is um, Yada, Yada, Yada by Seinfeld. You want um, a Yada? So I'm yeah. gonna, in my opinion say this is how it works. From how does it I'm work? Seeing, government, it's the biggest farce, and I wanted to say um, the government systems, um, they seem to be broken. The uh, voting integrity is lost, and it's all about the money, influence, and power, and these people are not representing the people. Um, so that's what I'm seeing. And after all that, we still have the greatest country in the world. We're still lucky to we be do. here. Mm-hmm. We do, but it's slowly getting lost, and I think another country has already bought this one. They're buying China. this one? Will they get it on eBay? Huh? I'm just kidding. I mean, is our country oh, on eBay? Yeah. They're going to buy it. You know, I wouldn't even doubt it. That's not even, you know... You never know. Well, don't be don't what, be negative. Be positive. Um, and that's a trickle down, and that goes uh, for the state, 
and local. That's how it works, in my opinion. Okay. Well, that's your opinion. That's it, Stu. Thank you. All opinions are welcome on this program, even mine. You're on the air. Hi. Hi, Stu. Hi, Larry. What do you think of the Red Sox? <laughs> hey, they signed the Devers 11 years for $330 million, something like that. Oh, my gosh. What, what woke them up? <laughs> I don't know, Larry. 11 years? Come on. Gee. That's great. Well, it's, it's about time they started, started doing what the other teams uh, uh, do. Well, it's great you know, the for Devers. The other teams are uh, 10 years, 13 years. <clears throat> They're all in the same boat. Well, they so did that. They, they did that. With the rest of them. They did that because they lost Bogart, so they... Figured we better yeah. sign him. Well, I'm happy that, that he's going to Devers is going to be a lifetime Red Sox. I am very, very happy. I, that was the best thing they did before the season started. And he he jumped a hundred percent. He's only making seventeen million this year, so he doesn't have oh, to go to arbitration. Poor guy. And then he yeah, then he starts his thirteen year contract, and he goes from to seventeen million mm-hmm. to thirty one million. Pretty <laughs> Just good. Like that. Pretty good. He better be hitting. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm I'm very happy with that that happened, and uh, we'll see what happens. You know what I want to talk to you about uh, for a couple of minutes. I want to talk to you about the power of prayer. Sure. I I, I want to. I don't know how to. Sh- I'm going to try to put this right. Did you ever notice that we 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 pray to God when we need God? Sure. And we don't we. I, I and my point is what I want to say is after the football game and that young man got hurt so bad, all of the Buffalo Bill thing they went on it, which was beautiful, absolutely beautiful, on the field, and they all got together and knelt down on the ground and they all prayed for that young man and they all prayed to God that he is all right. Can you imagine if they all did that after a football game and nobody got hurt and they went on the middle of the football field and he knelt down and they said a prayer to God saying thank you for getting us through this game with no injuries God can you imagine all the people that would have objected to that and you're right. also the football players that would not have participated in that prayer you're right Larry you're absolutely right yeah that's a good point you're it just, making it just it baffles me that that and prayer is so so Wonderful and so great, and it just hurts me and bothers me when we only pray to God when we need God. And all other times, prayer is bad. This country makes prayer bad. We took prayer out of the schools. We took prayer out of everything in life. Everything. And yet when somebody gets hurt or their life is in danger, it's perfectly all right to kneel down the way the Buffalo Bills did and prayed for this young man. That was a magical moment. A scary, terrible moment, and yeah. it got uh, magical. Wouldn't you love to see that? Wouldn't you love to see that when, 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 when we don't, when we need God every day? One well, of my point is, is we need God in our lives mm-hmm. every day of the week. We don't need God just when somebody's uh, dying and then we decide we're going to pray. Well, I think a lot of people believe in God. They're just now more afraid to show it. Which is scary, because they get yeah. ridiculed. <laughs> but I was just, I was just thinking about that, and <clears throat> what a wonderful sight that was, seeing that entire team being together, getting together, and praying for that young man like that. I mean, that was uh, that was really something to see that, and I would I would uh, I would love to see that so much more. 
even when 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 you don't need when, when in other words it, it'd be so nice after a football game that they got together well, the thing is, like the thing that. is, Larry. I'm trying to be objective about it. You know, uh, most people would not have a problem with that. There are some people who are not believers, which is fine. It's their prerogative, and maybe they just don't want to be in that circle uh, praying because they'd feel like hypocrites. So we're we going to look down on them. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, but so so how? So what you're saying then is that you're a hypocrite when you just said that they they don't feel like they should be in that circle because they don't believe in God and stuff. Well, why did they get in the circle? and prayed for that young man when he was so seriously hurt that night. There wasn't one person that was not in that circle. Well, that's good to know. Not one. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly so would not you a... call them hypocrites then, that there was a maybe five or ten of them that don't believe in God, but no, they got certainly in the circle out of, anyway out of, res- out of respect, they should have been in that circle. I, I understand. I, you know, I understand. I'm just trying to look at it objectively why they probably will never do that. Yeah. Same thing with the prayers in school. There are some kids, um, you know, they, they're not even supposed to salute the flag uh, because of their religion. And uh, so, you know, you have the same thing in school, and then they, people would look at them like, whoa, they're isolated. And there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. Yeah. And, of course, on TV <clears throat> and, and on, on other uh, stations, like radio stations and so forth, every time that something happens to somebody, like a movie star or a sports player mm-hmm. or something, you always hear that we, 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 our thoughts and our prayers are with you and your family. Am I right? That's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether so they're telling the prayers, truth is our another prayers thing. prayers are with you. So, mm-hmm. And I'm always saying, we always say that when we need our prayers and for God to hear our prayers because we need it for somebody. And it would be so nice just to have that all the time, seven days a week, that we pr- we pray to God for our health and for uh, our well-being, and that after a sports game, that everybody was okay, and that God watched over us to keep us from injury. It was a nice sight, I'll tell you that much. That's for sure. Yeah, it was great. Thank you anyways, for that. That was my thought for the day. <laughs> all right, appreciate it. The good thing about praying, you can pray anywhere, right? You can pray in your home. This, you know, you can pray. Anywhere, at least right now you can. (laughs) Well, not everywhere, because you know that even coaches have gotten in trouble for going in the middle of the field and praying, which I don't know why it would upset anybody. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi, Sue. Well, you know how I feel about prayer. Oh, yes, I do. uh, Yeah, because I've I've been on the phone and two, three days in a row, because my husband's been having a very bad extreme tooth pain. Oh, that's he, awful. And he needs a, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, root canal? Root canal, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've been on with my prayer. I call them prayer partners. and. So when know, is he going to the dentist? Today. Oh, good. Get that over well, with. I'll tell you, the appointment wasn't going to be until the 19th, and we got off on it. We got three prayer lines, okay? Mm-hmm. And I call him the big three. And I told him, you go say one with yours, and I'll say one with my two. And you know what? Within minutes after he got off of his prayer line, they called back and said, you could come in on Thursday. Well, that's good, because obviously he's in a lot of pain, and that would put him a little ahead in the line there. He is. And so he got a miraculous appointment, and I'm Mm -hmm. calling it that, too. And um, But, you know... 
Like what I was saying, I know this was for public, and I remember when we were then at NFA in the 70s, we had our moment of silence, yeah. you know? That was fine. I mean, you I know. think moment of silence is wonderful. Nobody can complain about, I'm against silence. No, And if you no. want to pray during the silence, you can, and if you don't, that's fine, too. And you can say the prayers in your head. Although they always say speak them out when you really need something bad, you know, because that's when we we do our prayers, that lady or gentleman on the other line, they're really speaking it out. Some of them even yell. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. And then, you know how you know when they, when God has heard it? When a chill goes down your spine. You know your prayer was heard, and I would tell them that. But anyway... The Lord's Prayer. That's the one you're supposed to say every day because it says, give us this day our daily bread, and that is every day. Yeah, you're but to nobody's, say the Lord's su- nobody's supposed to say anything unless you believe it, right? But you can't get any prayers answered unless you don't believe it. Because you know, there's one. It, the New Testament is all Jesus is saying. In my Bible, Jesus' words were in red in, in the King James Version, okay? He said when, when his 12 were following him around and they couldn't do the miraculous things that he told them to go do in different villages, he, they said, why couldn't we do it? And you know, his simple wording, only believe. That's all he told them, only believe. But you know, every religion is different and they have uh, different ways that they pray and how they do it and uh, it's all good. If they're good people. Well, I'll tell you one thing. This, the, the Bible where Jesus spoke, because all he did was go around and heal. All he did was heal when he was in the Bible. Uh, living, okay? Because he was a real person. He really was crucified and, and all, okay. not just Pilate, and all that stuff really went on, because it's proven Okay, buddy, I'm going to have to take a break, but uh, praying well, certainly is a good thing, and I, I'm glad I you hope your husband's better. I when I heard the, what happened on the field, and I wasn't even watching. I just immediately mm-hmm. called, and the lady told me, she says, you know what? You're not the first one. There's been a lot of phone calls for that day, Mark. Well, so, there's a lot, hey. of, lot of people we can pray for all over the world if you really... Yeah, and I'm sure you know what's going on. i got to take a break, but thanks. Okay. WICH weather, mostly cloudy. Isolated shower or some sprinkles. Temperatures will peak. No peaking in the mid to upper 40s and dropping to the 30s after sunset. Tomorrow, 34 for a high. Friday, mostly cloudy, scattered rain. Snow showers in 43. Currently, it's about as high as it'll get today. 45 degrees. We'll be back with more of your calls coming up. Hey, this is Lisa Stofan. Heard the Mark Patrick weight loss hypnosis hype? Well, I attended because my father stopped smoking with hypnosis. Hypnosis eliminated my desire for soda and fast food, made me want to exercise, and I lost 60 pounds in six months. My energy level exploded. I went to another session to deal with some other problem foods, and I lost another 10 pounds. In fact, I brought my husband. He lost weight. More important, cholesterol and blood pressure improved. My friend went, and she lost 20 pounds in the first two months. So does Mark Patrick hypnosis work? Oh yeah, it works. Nothing has changed my life more. Well, except maybe my husband. He's so proud of me. Makes me cry. What are you waiting for? Join Mark Patrick seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking guaranteed for only $49.99. That's right. 
Weight Loss Seminar Saturday, January 7th at the Hilton Garden Inn in Preston at 11 a.m. Registration 10.30 a.m. Stop Smoking Seminar 2 p.m. Registration 1.30 p.m. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. Hills Bedding and Furniture wants to celebrate the new year with some great values on famous name furniture and bedding for your home. Bills is very well stocked on Lazy Boy recliners starting at only $499. Most styles are available with a power recline option, including a power headrest and a wireless handheld remote so anyone can easily operate any Lazy Boy recliner. Bills also has living room sofas from Ashley in a gray microfiber fabric starting at $499. You can add a matching recliner for just $429. If it's a new mattress you want, Bills has Serta iComfort Hybrid Mattresses on sale for the month of January with $200 off any size or firmness. The iComfort mattress is adjustable base friendly for an even better sleeping experience. Remember, Bills has free local delivery and 12-month interest-free financing to stretch your dollars even further. Start 2023 with a New Year's resolution of new furniture and bedding from Bills Bedding and Furniture, 640 North Main Street in Danielson, and be comfortable for the years to come. Online, it's BillsBetting.com. 2023, I have a resolution. I'm going to balance my checkbook. So if you hear a loud scream, you'll know I did it. You're on the air. Welcome. Good morning. Morning. Uh, I wonder if the younger people know about the um, turncoat we had from Norwich. Bill Stanley was very, very up on that. Do you remember that? He was up on what, dear? What was he up on? He was on the, uh, we had a turncoat. A turncoat? A turncoat. I mean, he was... Oh, well, you're talking about, uh, of course, Benedict. Yes. Oh, yes, yes right. He was, a, he was a historian, Bill Stanley, and uh, he gave you all facts about Benedict Arnold, yes. That's right, but I wonder if the younger people know about that. You know, us old people, <laughs> we, we know all about it, but the youngsters, I don't think, know about that. I don't you know if they teach that in school or not, Benedict Arnold. I think his mother is, a, has a, uh, is buried here in Norwich. Yes, she is, mm-hmm. right over by the, um, across the street from McDonald's. So... I don't know what, the, what they're teaching these days. I know some things they shouldn't be, but that's um, quite a story. I mean, there's a lot of books about Benedict Arnold if people would like to learn more. Yes. Well, I just thought I'd let you know that um, we haven't forgotten. All right. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bill Stanley had so many great books. If you can get a hold of some of them, they are classics. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Stu. How you doing today? Hey, okay. How you doing? I'm tired today. Well, take a nap. Yeah, I guess it's the weather, like Cindy said. And um, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to say, I um, I think whether you believe in God or not, I think that it's your heart that can feel the things for people. Maybe not, they don't want to pray, they don't... But I think people, some people have really good hearts. And sure. that's the way, I mean, they have kindness. That's all that counts. It's um, all that mm-hmm. counts. Yeah, I think it comes from the heart. Yeah. I, um, uh, you know, um, I heard Pope Francis say, I don't know if it was Christmas or when it was, but he had made a statement. He was afraid that we were beginning World War Three, And, uh, I mean, I love that Pope. He, you know, I, I just... I was going through chemo when he came to America, mm-hmm. and I watched him every day. He was so wonderful, you know. But I directly 
pray. I don't need anybody to pray with me. I pray. I just pray. I mean, I um, I have different scriptures coming over my phone, mm-hmm. and probably uh, Susie has that too. But we sure do need a lot of prayers. Uh, but I believe that people's hearts are good, and then you have the evil. But um, yeah, we do I, have evil, and uh, oh, <laughs> we should have right. a no evil day. Yes. Yeah, I mean, really, there is evil in some things, mm-hmm. and um, I, I don't care for that. But Bill Stanley, what a wonderful man! What a wonderful man! I, I have some of his books. I wished I had them all. Maybe one day I'll go to a yard sale or an estate sale and find one. Well, there must be some way you can get some of his the ones you don't have. But yeah, um, and one other thing. Um, it's not swaps right now. I'm not going to put my phone number on, but if anybody out there has the book, The Valley of the Dolls. Um, oh, really? Pa- the Valley yeah, of the Dolls. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Patty Duke p- played in that, and she was very troubled. Uh, her name really wasn't Patty. Uh, these, her mother gave her to other people to raise, and... She became a wonderful movie star and everything, but um, she had a heck of a life, heck of a life. And, um, you know, a lot of people back in the day got hooked on drugs. Oh, they, of course. They just did. Back in, I mean, Hollywood was full of overdoses and, and Oh, drugs they were wicked. And, I mean, even Judy Garland, I mean. With the, yes, exactly. They started to give her uppers and downers, and uh, she was a kid. Oh. They should have been put in jail for that. Yeah, Patty Duke, same thing. Yeah. And um, I've been reading a little bit on her, and I'm, now I question. You know the girl from Petticoat Junction that got murdered by Manson? Oh, by Manson. Was she on Petticoat? Sharon, you're talking about Sharon Tate. Yes, her and Patty Duke were very good friends. And her, uh, uh, the, page, the Tate girl... And her husband stayed at one of Patty Duke's houses mm-hmm. and stayed there. But she was very, very good friends with her. But it's, you know, and I like autobiographies. I, I Me too. I, them, but I, I read the one about Patty Duke, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. But you, you've got, oh, my goodness, you've got Marilyn Monroe. Um, that was, that, that, too, was a problem. And, well, they're, they're like they're like anybody else. The Hollywood people they have uh, they have problems. It's magnified yeah, I mean, because they're they're popular and people love them. But uh, yeah, they d- I mean, even Michael Jackson. Oh gosh, that was. T- I mean, if you look back over time, and even now, you know, with the fentanyl. Oh my, and um, oh my, with the young people. Do they really know what they're doing? I, I don't. I would um, like to see more celebrities do a, a public service advertisements on television and uh, yes. talk more about it. I don't see that, unfortunately. No, I think we need that. Mm-hmm. I really do. And, you know, the people uh, that even, you know, football, baseball, whatever, the people that sat, set bad examples for our young people, I mean, I think some of the people should get out there, movie stars, singers, and say, hey, this is no good. I mean, Johnny Cash went to prison for drugs. 
So, uh, are you, you, did you see the movie Valley of the Dolls? Or you just want to read the book. Well, I w- I'd like to get the book, but I have seen the movie, mm-hmm. and um, I must say that many years ago, people really got uh, Patty Duke and um, Sharon Tate uh, used Valium, a lot of Valium, well, and uppers and downers. I don't know but about you, um, Sharon Tate, but I knew that uh, Patty Duke had her problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, uh, there's so, I mean, there, there was Rita Hayworth and Susan and all these people, um, but they need, you know, people need to get out there. And you know, I, I, am, I am not happy with the Democratic Party. Okay. And, oh, God forgive me. You gonna, know what I mean? Well, you, God forgive you. You have a right to your opinion. So I'm going to have to move along, though. Uh, but, yeah, but uh, thanks a lot, Stu. I, I, I'm just sad what's happening to our country. Mm-hmm. And I, I, want, I, I want you and me and the rest of the listeners to leave something good behind for these young people. We have got to get together somehow, some way. And, yeah, through prayer, but our hearts have to understand What's going on out there? All right, thank and, you. Uh, if players do it, fine. Enjoy but the we day. We all need to get together. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Eight eight nine five two five two, and you would be next. I'm sorry, I did lose somebody on the line, so let's get right back here. You're on the air. Welcome. Hey, Cass never went to prison, uh, so play false in prison. Okay, thank you. Joey's been on this hour. Uh, welcome to the program. You're on the air. Hi. Hi, Stu. Hi. Um, Monday night, I saw the uh, football game when the um, football player, you know. Oh, you were watching football, huh? Yeah, You're you a know football why? Fan. My son watches it. Good. <laughs> so I sat down and I was watching it. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I had never seen anything like it, but... You know what? I thought to myself, we really know what we're doing. You know, they were kneeling around him praying. Because most people are wonderful, good people. Yeah. Most people are. are. They are. That's what I thought. Yep. So, so that was uh, that was wonderful. A game is a game, but when you're talking about somebody's life, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, not a game anymore. It's hopefully to save somebody's life. That's right, all. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And and they and you know what? And we always resort to prayer. We always go to prayer. Certainly can't hurt. No, it can't. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the last I heard about him. Is he he has improved a little bit? A little bit. He has improved a little bit, so it's yeah. going in the right direction. He's so going they're in the right direction. cautiously optimistic. Right, and we should be too. All right, yes. my friend. Yes, and another thing, I want to uh, wish that lady that turned ninety-one, was mm-hmm. she? Yep, ninety-one. A uh, happy birthday! I think that's wonderful. And she is a veteran herself. Yes, I know it. I know. Mm -hmm. I've listened to the program for 23 years, and and she's always been on it. And and I just want to wish her a happy birthday. Well, she sounds the same as 23 years ago. Yes, she does. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Today is Cindy's birthday, and Cindy is uh, also a veteran, and she is 91 today. And... uh, 
I can brag about her, right? She's an artist. Some of her drawings are absolutely terrific. She's a terrific lady. WICH, welcome. Hi. Good morning. Welcome to the program. All right. I don't hear you. WICH, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hi, Helen. Yes. Turn your radio down, please. I did have the wonderful Christmas and Easter. Okay, my radio, wait a minute. Okay, I'll wait. Cook some eggs here and uh, toast. Boiled eggs. I'll have a boiled egg and uh, get ready for lunchtime oldies, which follows the news at noon. And that's why we call it lunchtime oldies, although not everybody eats lunch uh, at noontime, but... uh, Seems like a good time. Are you there, Helen? Okay, I'm back. I okay. don't move fast. I need for my knee. Okay. Yes. Uh, I have a wonderful Christmas and New Year. Uh, I was in bed with the COVID. Oh, my God, you had COVID. Yes, and I was thinking it was only the... Because I'm a very strong person, you know. Yes. And... Uh, I never, I'm never sick. I have a lot of operation in my body, but uh, never sick, you know. So I said, and uh, uh, you know the the ladies, what? a movie star, and she uh, she gave her, her daughter away because she was very powerful. she said that lady. I know, what movie star are you no, talking no, about? A lady just talked not very long ago. No, Sharon Tate or Patty Duke she was talking about, right? No, so she was very powerful uh, movie star, very blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she gave up her daughter, is that? I didn't... Uh, if she, she said it, she I missed that. A daughter or a son to, to somebody because uh, she could not do that. Well, for me... She's a garbage. Uh-huh. It's a weird. I would never have done much heaven. I don't remember her saying that, so I... Yeah, the lady said she was, because she was um, a big movie star, so she could not, could not take care of a child. Okay. <laughs> oh, that did make me sick. Well, you know? some people do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, cat or dog. My cat and my dog are the... They are the same thing, the family animal. Don't, don't dump them outside. Somebody dump a kitten, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was stand up and his back poor. He, wa- he, he was so hungry. So I br- he, I, he followed me. So he came uh, uh, inside the kitchen. I gave him the food. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <coughs> I spent a lot of money thanks to my co to my son. So how are you feeling now? Are you all done with the COVID? Uh, I don't know if I'm all done, but I'm fine. Good. I eat, uh, but I cannot sit down, extend too long mm-hmm. because of the cancer medicine. Between the medicine of COVID and the medicine of uh, <clears throat> cancer, it's killing. So you took uh, medicine for COVID. You got special uh, medicine for COVID? Yes. Okay. And it's yucky. I'm, I'm a person I don't believe. Even my, you see, when my knee hurt, I, I have my electric pad. I don't want my son and my daughter to take Tylenol, Mom. No, the, the medicine is yucky, but it really helps to get rid of the COVID. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yes, that that covet. Yeah, I have to. I have to have this garbage in my mouth. Mm. In my mouth, that's no. terrible. Well, anyways, I, I don't feel very sorry for myself because I'm fine. You see, uh, I won't be up for another my knee soon. Good, you're going to get the knee squared away. You're going to have a wonderful year. Oh, this month. All right, think positive, okay? Oh, yes, the good Lord is always with everybody. I don't care what religion you are. Mm-hmm. God is always with you. All right, my friend. Have a wonderful yeah. day. Thanks. Bye now. Hello, welcome to the program. You're on the air. Yes. Hello, Stu. Hi there. Oh, boy, a lot of problems. A lot of prayers going on, a lot of problems. Yeah, prayers. But I want to respond to something uh, that you had said yesterday <clears throat> on the air. Sure. And that was there were people who, you, I think you said something that there were a lot of people who called in or somehow informed you that they were having a problem properly cooking pasta. Oh, yeah, we got into uh, cooking pasta a little bit. It was National Spaghetti Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh! Well, I missed most of that then, and I don't want to be redundant. No, uh, it's, we got someone. Look. Did someone by a chance call in and give uh, their take on how to properly prepare it? I think there are different opinions on that. Some people say, you know, don't break up the pasta, <clears throat> which I used to always do, and then boil it. And some people said oh. not. But do you have any tips? We'll take them. Oh yeah, I got plenty of tips on this. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Okay, first mm-hmm. off. You buy pasta, you buy a pound of pasta. I can do that. Uh, check check the label. I'm just going to give you my opinion. Uh, check the label. There's there's semolina, and then there's durum wheat flour. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those two ingredients are in the pasta. I personally like one that's 100% semolina. Second, okay. now you're going home with the pound of pasta, and you're going to you're start to prepare it. It's going to say on the box between five and six quarts of water to the pound of pasta. It will work with a pound for this example. Mm-hmm. Okay, that means five or six quarts of water. You need to put that much water in a vessel, in a pot, that is larger than six, uh, six quarts. Um, I'm sorry, if I said ounces, I meant quarts. Okay. So six quarts of water in a let's call it an eight quart vessel bring that you can salt the water that's a, that's a personal uh, preference that water needs to come to a rapid boil not just a little simmer or a boil rapidly boiling boiling water and why you use the reason you use a vessel i would call a vessel a pot that's bigger uh than six quarts is that when that starts to rapidly boil what often happens? It boils over. Oh, yes, of course. I've been there, done the that. Mm-hmm. And people say, oh, my gosh, i got to turn down the water. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where the problem starts for those who uh, are having a problem. When you put your pasta in rapidly boiling water, the what you want to achieve is you want that water to come back up to a rapidly boiling uh point, rapidly boiling point, uh, as quick as possible. Now, you've looked on the box and you've, you've checked the time uh, of what the cooking instructions indicate. Uh, go by that. Sometimes it's a range. It'll say seven to nine minutes or whatever. Uh, rarely does it just say something like seven minutes only. But I cook it 
about a minute before that. So if it says seven, I'll cook it to six. But again, the important thing is to have that water rapidly boiling throughout the process. Time your pasta, time it, uh, and when you drain it, uh, drain it well. And at that point, it's going to continue to cook a little bit, even though it's out of the water. And I guess it depends on what you're going to do with the pasta. If you're cooking it for later, that's one approach. If you're cooking it for today's meal and uh, serving it very soon, um, just light, don't rinse it, just lightly coat it with a little bit of olive oil, toss it a little bit of olive oil, don't drench it, you don't need to, uh, just toss it and that will keep it from sticking. Uh, but those are key factors. You must boil that water rapidly. Use a vessel that's large enough to accommodate that rapid boil. And uh, don't turn it down. That's what I think some people do. They turn the temperature down, and uh, it gets mushy. So remember uh, when they used want, to say... We don't want to go into all the problems of the world having had a bowl of mushy pasta. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. We don't want that. So let me say this. They used to say if you throw it against the wall and it sticks, it's done. (laughs) Yeah, okay, go for it. No, Uh, I don't think I'll do that. I I, I used to hear that. I know they said that. Mm -hmm. I know they said that. I don't do that. No, I I suppose that uh, I don't know where it was done, where it came from. I'll have to look Mm -hmm. that up. That's pretty interesting uh, to find out the derivation of that. But at any rate, good luck out there, folks, with your pasta. Hey, Uh, thanks. I love the pasta. Got to have it at least once a week. Oh, Stu, let me say well, a couple other things here. When you look at the price of pasta, uh, a price a pound of pasta, so it's feeding five people uh, for the most part. That's what you could plan on. Four if you have some hungry uh, eaters. But it is a very inexpensive source of protein. Mm-hmm. For goodness sakes, folks. If you're not going to feed five people, you're serving two people, just cut the thing in half. Don't boil enough. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Forget it. Throw, throw it out and start fresh. It's, it's so inexpensive per serving. Uh, don't get caught up in, I'll, I'll use it in three days. Forget it. Make it fresh. Are you a, are you a chef? Well, I went to the Culinary Institute. Uh-huh. I, I don't. I'm not a chef today. But you know, but, you uh, you know a lot of things about you know cooking different foods. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I just had fun last night with a James Beard recipe. Uh, Love James Beard. Wish I wish I had followed him a little closer when he was living. But uh, he, uh, he he was a, a a wonderful wonderful baker, and he. Uh, he has a book, Beard on Bread, which is very well known. We're going to have to talk. And, uh, uh, I'd like to talk to you again some more about some other uh, cooking issues. So, um, Well, we'll do rice. Next time we talk, we'll do rice. We'll do rice? You right. got it. Thank you. All right, my friend. Bye-bye. Uh, if you're going to have El Dante. What does that mean? El Dante. I, I have Dante spaghetti. Anyway, let's hear it for spaghetti. <laughs> Okay, cut, cut, that's enough. And don't forget the sauce, guys, it's good for you. Tomato, cooked tomato sauce. It's good for ladies, too, but guys in particular, I'm reading about prostate health, and uh, tomato is good for you.
It's got something in it. I forget what it is, but it's supposed to be good. We'll be right back. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline is March 15th. Go to ctba.org. This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. How much do you know about the dangers of acetaminophen? I'll be right back with some information. The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging, help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Acetaminophen, marketed as branded Tylenol and by many generic companies, is the most commonly used pain reliever in the United States. But unfortunately, Tylenol overdose is the most common type of poisoning in the world. To avoid accidental overdose, keep the following in mind. Keep all acetaminophen products out of the reach of children. That many combination products have Tylenol in them, including cough, cold products, pain relievers, and sleep aids. And the maximum daily dose from all sources is 4,000 milligrams or less if you take other medication that's detoxified by your liver. Be careful. Know what medications you take. Medication awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a Health Mart pharmacy. We're here for your health. 94.5 and 1310 WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest dash rules. Welcome to the program. Hi. Chevy man here, Stu. How you doing, buddy? Hey, is your Chevy at the levee? Yeah, it is. It's getting dry, too. Okay. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Hey, I want to let you know, Stu, you should know what I've done to you. It's half cooked. Well, that's what I mean. It's half cooked? Yeah, well, yeah. Oh. Sort of half. Maybe a little more than half, but al dente is, like, not fully cooked. Okay, well, I didn't know Maybe that. Pasta or vegetables, you know how Chinese mm-hmm. usually have everything half cooked? The vegetables are sort of crunchy. So well, I would... That, that's al dente. I would tell the waiter, hey, this is al dente. Right. Okay. <laughs> they who? I don't know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, can I put something on swap while we're on? Well, of course, for that advice, absolutely. All right, Stu. Hey, listen, I got a, ni- a 2009 Hyundai Accent, five-speed, four-cylinder, air conditioning, hatchback, all new tires, new brakes, new exhaust, and four extra tires. I'm looking for $2,800 or best offer on that. And mm-hmm. it's only got 145,000 miles on it. And uh, give me a shout at 860-823-7381. That's myself. 823-7381. Oh, so oh, and uh girl's got a couple of uh, black leather women's leather coats. Uh, one's a short, one's a long, and Wilson leather coats. Excellent condition. Uh, 75 bucks a piece. They buy them both. We'll give them a deal on them. And again, 860-823-7381. Thank you, Stu. You're welcome, Chevy man. Thank you. That's the Chevy man. He's got a nice Chevy. And he usually comes to uh, our Dairy Queen gatherings. 
It's the Chevy man. Not the candy man, the Chevy man. 89-5252 if you'd like to comment on anything, or you can also throw in a swap and sell. That's okay, too. Valvies, you're gonna love it. The new year is here. Falvey's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram has you covered with our Start Something New sales event going on now. Let us help you make 2023 your best year yet. You work hard, you deserve it. Falvey's will help you have the best car buying experience. Falvey's has a great selection of models in stock ready for immediate delivery. Falvey's has one of the largest selections of new vehicles to choose from, including the all-new plug-in hybrid 4XE Grand Cherokee and Wrangler. Save big during our Start something new sales event located on route 32 in norwich just down the street from mohegan sun or visit us online at falvies.com in the comfort of your own home where you can easily custom order to meet your needs in the center of it all serving southeastern connecticut and beyond since 1932 no matter what direction you're coming from all roads lead to falvies hi this is tj falvey stop by today and experience the falvey's difference wych welcome you're on the air Hi, Stu. Hi. Uh, I was just sitting here uh, thinking about uh, some of the stores that used to be around town. Uh, now you have to go to Walmart, basically. Uh, but back in the 60s, you go down the city, and there was a Woolworths and a Teppers and a Reed and Hughes and a Campbell's and a Surplus Center. Mm, I love and those. And then later yeah. on, uh, there was the Nordstown Mall. But, of course, you had uh, Durables, Mr. Biggs, Barker's, Fisher's Big Wheel. The Big A, Grant, Caldors, Benny's, theirs. Uh, so there used to be a lot of shopping options around Christmas, and you'd go all over the place. And now it's pretty much uh, Walmart or Target. <laughs> you know, Ames is Ames is coming back. Uh, I don't yeah. know exactly where it's going to be, but it's coming back. It'll be in Connecticut. But yeah, I, I heard about that. There used to be one up in Griswold and one in right here on, by the motor vehicle in Norway. Yeah, that's right. I used to go there all the time. Yep. All right, just thought I'd throw it in, Sue. That's fun to think about. Thank you, sir. And also they had Barker's. Barker's. Where are they now? We could think of a few more. That uh, Ruby Vine, Railroad Salvage. Railroad Salvage with Ruby Vine. Ah, yes. It is uh, 7 till noon. Here's a strange story today. We never run out of strange stories. People beating flu, coronavirus, and common cold with potato sock. The New York Post says people are placing potatoes in their socks in an effort to beat the flu, the coronavirus, and the common cold. The potato sock trend started on TikTok. Videos of the trend have been viewed by 8.1 billion times. (laughs) What, What you do is... If you want, people place the potatoes under their feet before the spuds allegedly draw out toxins in the body. And if you like mashed potatoes, just stand up on them. I, I don't know. Listen, I don't know. These are just some strange things that are going around. The internet, internet says it works. My daughter has been feeling so much better. Whatever it pulled out of my body, it worked. I feel so much better. Other people said, I did this last night, and I feel so much better. Is it like taking a placebo? So I'll tell you again, if you want to try it, I don't think it'll hurt anybody. To beat the flu, coronavirus, and common cold, but, you know, keep your fingers crossed. The potato sock trend started on Tic Tac. Tic Tac (laughs) Tic Tac Doe. 
It's been uh, it's it's really uh, amazing. You place the potatoes under your feet before the spuds allegedly draw out toxins in the body. I'm a little gullible, but I may not try that one. But uh, it's out there. You'll be hearing more about it. Eight eight nine five two five two. Whoa, we got five minutes before noon. We can take another call or two. I can tell you about some other strange things that are going on. NBC says Kohler is selling a new $11,500 smart toilet. In other words, you can be in the uh, bathroom and ask questions to it, I guess. The toilet has lead lights, a heated seat, an emergency flush option in case of a power outage, a deodorizing system, a bidet, and room for a speaker. $11,500. $11,500. So if somebody's in the bathroom too long, they may have stole it and taken it out the window. Man, imagine having that kind of a dough, that kind of dough for that. Uh, I guess. What else is, is an interesting story? Of the uh, Tori Spelling, remember her? She owes the IRS. She's an actress. And uh, she owes the IRS $1.3 million. How did that happen? Tory owes the government the money from 2016 and 2017. She has settled her $80,000 American Express credit card. Tory, spelling, come on, what happened? I guess. You're on the air, welcome. Morning, Stu. Morning. Is Keith Rice going to be on tomorrow? Keith C. Rice will be on, yes. I hope your listeners audience will give us an hour of sports without complaining. Okay. All right? Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Keith C. Rice loves uh, to talk sports, and uh, a lot of people do, and he talks about other things as well, and plus he'll have the uh, lunchtime oldie hour. Let's see what other strange things we can tell you about. A business insider says Amazon allegedly plans to lay off 17,000 workers. That's 7,000 more than the company originally planned. No word on if the layoffs will affect delivery speed. It might affect delivery speed. I can't imagine it wouldn't. How about this from McDonald's, offering $50 an hour? The Daily Dot website says some McDonald's managers are offering employees $50 an hour to work on days when they have staff shortages. Hmm, nobody will have a big beef problem with that. Many workers are taking managers up on their offer while working extended hours. Some employees are trying to work as many as 17 hours straight. They would make $850 before taxes. Wow. $50 an hour. Hello, Dolly. Hmm. How am I doing on the time? I got a few more of these because they're so fascinating. Twins born in different years. The Daily Mail says Texas twins were recently born in different years. Kaylee Jo Scott gave birth to her first twin, Annie Jo, at 11.55 p.m., on December 31st, her second daughter, Effie Rose, was born at 12.01 in Denton. The twins arrived two weeks early and are doing well. Born in two different years. Well, I can see how that would happen, huh? All right. We're about out of time, and uh, we'll have some fun on the lunchtime oldie break. 
As far as the weather, just kind of a little bit of a dreary day out there. Temperatures moderate, about uh, 45 for a high. And gets a little cooler tonight. Not a lot of sunshine in the next couple of days, but we'll see if we can work on something. (laughs) Yeah, you got connections? Who do you know? Right? (laughs) It's good to have connections. So after the news, we'll have lunchtime oldies. I'm going to play that song from Valley of the Dolls. As uh, our listener uh, mentioned that movie, and I remember the song. I saw the movie. I don't even remember too much about it. But the song from that movie was very haunting. And it was popular by Dionne Warwick, who had a ton of hits in those days. So we'll play that as part of our lunchtime oldie hour. Bet you haven't heard that in a very, very long time. 44 degrees right now. Let's get ready for the news. Do I look all right? Personality Radio, WICHAM, 1310 Norwich. 94.5 W233DB in Norwich. We are now on AM and FM. And Jimmy Falla follows at 2 o'clock with his talk show. Right now it's noon. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. The House of Representatives reconvenes for another vote on who should be the new House Speaker. Here's an update with Bernie Bennett. John, the House adjourned last night at 8.30 with plans to meet at this hour to once again try to elect a new speaker. Twenty conservative Republicans continued to oppose the nomination of GOP leader Kevin McCarthy, who saw challenges from Democrat leader Hakeem Jeffries and fellow Republican Byron Donalds of Florida. If a decision is made today on whom shall lead the House, members will be sworn in, rules for governing this 118th Congress will be voted on, and members will begin debates on their legislative agenda before breaking for the weekend. Back to you, John. The Biden administration will begin turning away Cubans, Haitians, and Nicaraguans who cross the U.S.-Mexico border illegally. It's a major expansion of an existing effort to stop Venezuelans attempting to enter the U.S. The president will visit the border this weekend. Also at townhall.com, a huge storm has prompted California officials to order evacuations in the same area where mudslides killed 23 people in 2018. <laughs> KION News Channel was at the scene in Monterey County where a tree crashed onto a pickup truck Wednesday. A woman was rescued and is expected to recover. Pacifica resident Pat King filled sandbags to protect his home. We don't know what to do. We're just waiting for the storm to pass. We're just hanging on the best we can. On Wednesday, power was knocked out to more than 100,000 customers. The storm is expected to dump up to six inches of rain in parts of the San Francisco Bay Area, and most of the region should remain under flood warnings into late Thursday night. I'm Donna Water. Stocks are lower after another hot reading on the job market. Raised worries about continued interest rate increases. The Dow is down 420 points. The Nasdaq off 124. More at townhall.com. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are responsible 
center of passive, affordable single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. The FBI increasing to $500,000 the reward for information leading to an arrest in the planting of pipe bombs at the DNC and RNC headquarters back in 2021. The bombs were found near the headquarters of both the Republican National Committee and Democratic National Committee on January 6th of 2021. The same day then, President Trump was set to hold a major rally on the National Mall. Previously released footage shows a suspect in a hoodie walking near both buildings and apparently planting those bombs the day before on January 5th. Two years later, the suspect remains at large, despite the FBI receiving some 500 tips and conducting more than 1,000 interviews. Bob Agnew, Capitol Hill. E-commerce giant Amazon and business software maker Salesforce, the latest U.S. tech companies to announce major job cuts. Amazon will be cutting about 18,000 positions. Salesforce is laying off 8,000 employees. Breaking news at townhall.com. China reeling from an explosion of new COVID-19 cases as hospitals in the nation's capital struggle to treat the influx of new patients. In Beijing, patients are lying on stretchers in hospital hallways as others sit in wheelchairs taking oxygen as COVID-19 surges in China's capital. The rapid rise in severely ill people needing hospital care comes as China abruptly abandons its most severe pandemic restrictions. The move comes after three years of lockdowns, travel bans and school closures. It also comes as the European Union strongly encouraged its member states to impose pre-departure COVID-19 testing of passengers from China. I'm Karen Chamas. Syria's economy hitting its lowest point since its civil war started 12 years ago with spiraling inflation, a currency plunge, and severe fuel shortages. Life in Damascus and other Syrian cities has come to a near standstill. More on these stories at townhall.com. Yes, my baby left me. I found a new place to go. Every day from noon to one is too by holy show here. I'm loving those oldest days. I love those oldest. I love those oldest every day. I'm walking, yes, indeed, and I'm talking. But you and me, I'm hoping that you come back to me.
Welcome, Lunch Buddies. Getting a little exercise. That's, of course, Fats Domino taking a little walk. As I mentioned, I'm going to play the theme from Valley of the Dolls. I'd like to see that movie again. I haven't seen it for a very, very, very long time. It had a haunting theme, and here it is with Dionne Warwick.
just by hearing the theme from that movie, you know it's not a comedy, right? Uh, Dionne Warwick, Stu's lunchtime mix at WICH. So, uh, are you dressed okay for the show? Right? Everything fit? <laughs> Christmas presents? Don't tell me you lost the sales tag, huh? Well, we'll, we'll see if we can fit you with this song. It's called You Wear It Well. Rod Stewart. A few things I just take a deep breath and they fit perfectly. I love you, I love you, I love you. 
How'd it feel? You wear it well, don't you? Rod Stewart still going strong with his career and one of his hits called You Wear It Well. Hope you're doing well. Stu's lunchtime oldie break. You wear it well. Did you ever go to a place, try something on, and the salesperson says, well, that's you. <laughs> that's me? That's what is me. i got to take it. I don't want to leave me behind. Cindy's got a birthday today. Cindy from North Stonington. Happy birthday. Here's your song. fellow who played the uh, son on The Rifleman, which was a popular television show for a long time, and then he had some hit songs. He was a pretty good singer, too. Johnny Crawford, our WICH lunchtime oldies, 45 degrees at 1218, and here's the weather. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Mostly cloudy temperatures falling from the mid-40s into the 30s after sunset. Going to drop to 34 tonight with some fog, maybe a pop-up shower. Scattered rain showers tomorrow on a cloudy Friday, high of 43. Mix of sun and clouds Saturday, 42. Mostly sunny on Sunday, but clouds will be on the increase as the day goes along, a high of 40. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. Don't forget to join Marty Hausberger every morning for your entertainment from 6 to 10, WICHAM and FM. WICH is part of the Hall Communications Radio Group. From time to time, WICH has staff openings in various departments, such as sales, 
programming, promotions, and engineering, as well as the business office. When positions do become available, it is our policy to notify various organizations so that they can let their members be aware of them. WICH would be happy to add your organization to our notification list. Simply call us at 860-887-3511 and ask for Bob Reed. WICH and Hall Communications encourage minority and women's organizations to participate and are equal opportunity employers. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and lose the weight guaranteed. Only $49.99. Hypnosis designed to destroy unwanted cravings. Also, stop smoking with Mark Patrick Seminars. No matter how many times you've tried to quit, this hypnosis is designed to destroy your desire to smoke without cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back. That's right. Weight Loss Seminar, Saturday, January 7th at the Hilton Garden Inn, Route 2 in Preston. Weight Loss Seminar at 11 a.m. Registration, 10.30 a.m. Stop Smoking Seminar, 2 p.m. Registration, 1.30 p.m. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline to apply is March 15th. Grants will be awarded for the next academic year. So go to ctba.org to download the application form and apply now. Here's a good song for the new year. Take it with you. Accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, and don't mess with Mr. In-Between. And you'll have a terrific year. Johnny Mercer. Stu's Lunchtime Oldie Break. Here's a lost vinyl. A little message for everybody. Gather around me, everybody. Gather around me. While I preach some, feel a sermon coming on me. The topic will be sin, and that's what I'm again. If you want to hear my story, then settle back and just sit tight while I start reviewing. Attitude of doing right. You got to accentuate to positive, eliminate the negative, and latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In Between. You got to spread joy. Up to the maximum, bring gloom down to the minimum. Have faith or pandemonium, liable to walk upon the scene. To illustrate my last remark, Jonah in the whale, Noah in the ark. What did they do just when everything looked so dark? Man, they said we better have you hate the positive, might hate the negative, and on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between, no, don't mess with Mr. In-Between. 
I got that down. Accentuate the positive. Stu's lunchtime oldies. I think of, sometimes I think of zany songs for the first dance of a husband and wife. You know, you're at the reception and the announcer says, usually a DJ or the band member says, and now their first dance together with their song and then they dance their first dance as husband and wife. And of course, they pick the song that they want. And I just thought it would might be bizarre if they picked something bizarre like this song. And now the first dance of Mr. and Mrs. Jones to the Jolly Green Giant. In the valley of the Jolly. Oh, oh, oh. The can of beans. When he lives down in his valley, Russell Sprout, the cat stands tall and green. Well, he ain't no prize, and there's no women his size, and that's why the cat's so mean. One day he left his valley path. I mean to say, this cat was mad. Now looking round, he wasn't gone long. And then he ran into an Amazon. Well, this changed his whole complexion. Broccoli. He had never seen such beautiful sight. For it, he looked at her, and she looked at him, and she almost passed out from fright. He looked at her, thought, what a dilly. He touched her once, she slapped him silly. This was something he had never seen. He looked at her. She commenced. Now listen, pal. This ain't no clue. I can't see going with the big green coop. You've heard about the jolly green giant. Don't let this trouble cross your mind. Sorry, stock. He couldn't get Sally, so went back to his valley. The cat was colorblind. <laughs> Gee, honey, they're playing our song, The Jolly Green Giants. Stu's lunchtime break at WICH. Let's go into the 50s. Yeah, see, we can do that easily when we play some of the older songs. Here's Robin Luke. Susie Darling.
songs ended with a little cha-cha-cha at the end there. It's Susie Darlin. He was a one-hit wonder. Robin Luke on WICH. Mixing them up for you. The the Pepsi Girl was a singer by the name of Joni Summers. She sang the Pepsi commercial. Pepsi for those that think young. Just keep guzzling. You'll go back to six months old. But besides having successful Pepsi-Cola commercials, she also had a couple of big hits. One of them was a, an interesting love song. She didn't want her boyfriend playing the piano. Thank you. 
A little song, isn't it? Huh? The Piano Boy. Stu Breyer with you. Let's go to a little rock and roll here with one of the first groups that Eric Clapton played his terrific guitar in. Uh, here's Cream. Waiting 
This song reminds me of a place at Musquamacut Beach in the 60s called the Blue Sands. Maybe you went there, and it seemed like every time I walked in there, that song was playing, Sunshine of Your Love. And my hair was so long, I, my sideburns, I could have played jump rope with them. You wouldn't believe. Why didn't I save some of it? Who knew? All right, uh, here's an apology. Anybody that needs to say I'm sorry, here's a warm-up with John Denver. doesn't hurt to say I'm sorry, just say I'm sorry. It's cold here in the city, it always seems that way, I've been thinking about you almost every day, thinking about the good times, thinking about the rain, thinking about how bad it feels alone again. Number two song for four weeks in a row, John Denver. Well, maybe, maybe she's sorry too. 
they're both sorry. There's no reason why they shouldn't have made up. This is her confession. I'm sorry. Fifteen years old in 1960 when she had that million seller. I'm sorry. Sorry. Brenda. First major hit for her, and she went on to uh, have a wonderful career. We got 1242. Temperature hanging out at the high point today, 46 degrees. This is a public notice from the Tasmanian Tree Devil. We are pleased and thankful for our continued growth due to customers who demand a real tree service company that continues to invest in state-of-the-art equipment, which includes our famous Nifty Lift with its lawn-friendly tires. Not only the Nifty Lift, but also our newest lift, the Dinosaur. Watch it soar up to 92 feet to handle hard-to-reach high Tasmanian Tree Devil will take away the question, are they insured? We will show proof of insurance while meeting with you. Why hire the Tasmanian Tree Devil? The owner, Edwin Adams, is a member of the Connecticut Tree Protective Association and is also an accredited Better Business Bureau member with an A-plus rating. Hire the company that takes care of both its employees and customers. Hire the Tasmanian Tree Devil. We show up when we say we will, and we do what we say we are going to do. What more can you ask for? Call 860-917-1953. Valvies, you're gonna love it. 
The new year is here. Falvey's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram has you covered with our Start Something New sales event going on now. Let us help you make 2023 your best year yet. You work hard, you deserve it. Falvey's will help you have the best car buying experience. Falvey's has a great selection of models in stock ready for immediate delivery. Falvey's has one of the largest selections of new vehicles to choose from, including the all-new plug-in hybrid 4XZ Grand Cherokee and Wrangler. Save big during our Start Something New sales event. Located on Route 32 in Norwich, just down the street from Mohegan Sun, or visit us online at falvies.com in the comfort of your own home, where you can easily custom order to meet your needs. In the center of it all, serving southeastern Connecticut and beyond since 1932. No matter what direction you're coming from, all roads lead to Falvies. Hi, this is TJ Falvey. Stop by today and experience the Falvey's difference. 1968. If you do want me, give me a little shelter. If you don't want me, don't leave me on the But if you need me, show me that you love me. And when I'm feeling blue, and I want you, there's just one thing that you should do. I just give me some kind of sign, girl. Oh, my baby, to show me that you're mine, girl. Just give me some kind of sign, girl Oh, my darling To show me that you're mine, girl All right If you do want me Give me little sweet talk If you don't want me Don't leave me on, girl But if you need me Show me that you love me And when I'm feeling down Wearing a frown You'll be there When I look Give me some kind of sign, girl Up, oh, my baby To show me that you're mine, girl All right Just give me some kind of sign, girl Up, oh, my baby To show me that you're mine, girl All right but Just give me some kind of sign, girl Up, my baby To show me that you're mine, girl Oh, yeah Just give me some kind of sign, girl Up, my darling To show me that you're mine, girl All right Just give me some kind of sign Sign I still see a lot of political signs up Yeah, just you know, they're just hanging out maybe for the next election. So that's, uh, give me some kind of sign with Brenton Wood. So you want some signs? I got some signs for you. And the sign said, long-haired, freaky people need not apply. So I took my hair up under my hat and I went in to ask him why. He said, you look like a fine, upstanding young man. I think you do. So I took off my hat. I said, imagine that. Put me working for you.
somebody caught trespassing would be shot on sight. So I jumped on the fence and I yelled at the house, Hey, what gives you the right? Definitely the sign of the times in the late 60s. It's kind of the rebel music. Thank God for stop signs, huh? Well, just recently the McCoys had their 45th anniversary. And this is their song. It was a song that was number one for seven weeks in a row. Debbie Boone. Oh, 
quite a story that goes along with that song. Uh, as I mentioned, it was like number one for seven weeks in a row, and her dad, Pat Boone, had so many hits, but none of them were as big as that one that his daughter Debbie had, You Light Up My Life. The other side of that record was a, a copy of He's a Rebel, which was popular by another group, but that was supposed to be the A-side But some smart radio announcer flipped it over and wanted to hear the B-side, see what it sounded like. And it sounded so good that they started playing it. And the next thing you know, another radio station played it and on and on and on. And it became one of the biggest hits of that year. It was the flip side. The song that she sang on the A-side was the song called uh, He's a Rebel. This is not Debbie. This is the original by The Crystals. See the way he walks down the street. That's the way he shuffles his feet. My hope is head up high when he goes walking by. He's my guy. And he holds my hand, I'm so proud. Cause he's not just It belongs to the Crystals. It didn't belong to Debbie Boone, who recorded it. But uh, the other side, gentlemen, just told me that um, Karen Carpenter originally was offered to sing that song, You Light Up My Life. And I'm sure she would have sang it very nicely as well. By the way, if you ever get a chance to see You Light Up My Life, the movie, it's the worst movie I've ever seen, really. But the best song you ever heard came from it. Hey, a little bit of credence to take you to one o'clock. Just about a year ago, I set out on the road, seeking my fame and fortune, looking for a part of gold. Things got bad 
Bayou sound, don't you, huh? Creedence Clearwater Revival with John Fogarty. Coming up to 1 o'clock on Personality Radio, WICH, AM 1310 in Norwich. And we're on FM now, too. W233DB, 94.5, AM and FM, WICH. Marty Hausberger, morning 6 to 10, it's 1 o'clock. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. The House has reconvened and is conducting a seventh ballot for Speaker. But first, speaking from the White House, President Biden says those trying to flee from Haiti, Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua should think twice before trying to cross the border illegally. If you're trying to leave Cuba, Nicaragua, or Haiti, you have and we or have agreed to begin a journey to America, do not, do not just show up at the border. Stay where you are and apply legally from there. The president will visit the U.S.-Mexico border on Sunday. On Capitol Hill, lawmakers say the McCarthy speaker fight portends to a debt ceiling crisis. Bernie Bennett explains how. Lawmakers in both parties warn that the messy, drawn-out battle over electing the next House speaker is raising the danger of a debt limit crisis later this year. Conservatives in the House are demanding that the next speaker, whether it's Representative Kevin McCarthy or someone else, make a stand against passing a clean debt limit increase which would set up a major fight with Senate Democrats and President Biden. A group of seven conservatives opposed to McCarthy's bid to be the speaker circulated a Dear Colleague letter last month demanding that the next speaker, quote, commit to not raising the debt ceiling without a concrete plan to cap spending and operate under a budget that balances in 10 years. Bernie Bennett at the Capitol. Once again, the seventh ballot is underway. Also at townhall.com, the DNA of a man accused of killing four University of Idaho students was found on a knife sheath at the crime scene. That's according to court documents unsealed. 28-year-old Brian Koberger in Idaho after his arrest in the case last week in Pennsylvania. He's charged with four counts of first-degree murder and felony burglary and is scheduled to make his first court appearance today. On Wall Street, stocks lower. The Dow is down 381 points and the Nasdaq off 143. More at townhall.com. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor 
center of passive, affordable single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. The death toll in a pair of suicide car bombings in Somalia this week has risen to at least 35 in one of the worst attacks by al-Shabaab extremists in retaliation for a government offensive described as total war. Kenyan President William Ruto has fired the former head of criminal investigations over cases of forced disappearance and extrajudicial killings. William Ruto described the police force as a rogue institution. Kenyans are well aware that police brutality is common, but during an interview with local media, their president gave some grim details. He said there was a shipping container at a police station in Nairobi where people were being slaughtered. Mr. Ruto said he told the police oversight authority to investigate the killings and has promised justice. But the inspector general of police recently said his force should not be cowed by what he called busybodies who are calling for the arrest of officers. BBC correspondent Will Ross. Breaking news at townhall.com. E-commerce giant Amazon and business software maker Salesforce, the latest U.S. tech companies to announce major job cuts. Amazon says it'll be cutting about 18,000 positions. It's the largest set of layoffs in the Seattle-based company's history, although just a fraction of its 1.5 million global workforce. Salesforce is laying off about 8,000 employees, or 10% of its workforce. Major technology companies are pruning their payrolls that they rapidly expanded during a two-year boom spurred by the pandemic lockdown. Correspondent Jeremy House Meta Platforms announcing in November that the Facebook and Instagram owner would be laying off 11,000 employees, or 13% of its workforce. Tech companies showing off their latest products at CES, formerly known as the Consumer Electronics Show. The Las Vegas show getting back to normal after going completely virtual in 2021. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. Howdy, partners. Cowboy Stu. When's the last time you skipped? I don't mean skipping class. I mean just skipping. Go out and play and skip. Nobody skips anymore. You know, it just was such a fun thing. We would be happy kids and we'd skip. You can skip as adults too, right? Just when you get a chance to skip, you'll see, wow, that's really a lot of fun. Knowing me, I'll probably skip into a brick wall, but uh, be careful when you're skipping, but it is a lot of fun. So you know about the big mega millions, huh? <laughs> the jackpot is $940 million. And if you win that, you can get a lump sum cash payout of $483.5 million. Piece of cake. $940 million jackpot. WICH, Welcome. Welcome, how are you? Okay. Thank you for pointing your light at my wife. My pleasure. Yeah, that was our our um, first dance that we danced to. Dick Pillar had to learn the song. Mm-hmm. Better than the Jolly Green Giant, I'm sure. That's right. right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had other songs, and I'm like, but I want you light at my wife. 
So he learned it. It was very nice. Nice. Um, I just heard Biden doesn't want those from Cuba, Haiti, or Nicaragua to come. Yeah, it's amazing, huh? How come he's letting all of these hospitals come? He doesn't want the Venezuelans. We already know that they're 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 camping out in Mexico waiting. He doesn't want the Nicaraguans, the Haitians, or the Cubans. Where's he? Where's he been the last two years, huh? I know. Yeah. And but I mean, he's he's had problems with the Cubans and Haitians. I, I Nicaraguans, I hadn't heard before, but he's saying, well, you know, those that are fighting oppression well excuse me but a dictatorship i think is is should qualify as oppression i would think so yes it just it doesn't make any sense and yes he's going to go to the border i'm hoping that he really goes to the border not goes to the border like Kamala did when she went like 90 miles away. I think he'll go to the border. I think there's some pressure there that he's got to make it uh, look like he's doing something. Mm -hmm. Let's let's hope so because it's got it's gotten to be ridiculous. But you know, I I wouldn't ban the Cubans, the Nicaraguans, and the Haitians. I mean, as far as I know, all of the I don't know the Cubans, but the Haitians that I see around Norwich, and I don't know. I don't, don't know specifically of any Nicaraguans, but the Haitians all get jobs and work, and you know, they do well for themselves. I don't understand why he doesn't want them. You know, less. Maybe he just wants more people to support, or the fact that they live in in um, dictatorship, and so they'll vote Republican <laughs> against him. It's possibly why he, he's banning them. Well, I believe he just is, wants to show he's doing something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's truly ridiculous. But anyway, have a great day. I'm, Thank you. I'm off to drive my husband down to North Haven to a doctor. So Okay. All right. We'll talk to you. Bye. Yep, take care. Okay. 32% of people are embarrassed about their need to lose weight. 35% of people keep their dieting a secret so nobody will know if they happen to fail. Hmm. That's an interesting one. Got all these statistics keep rolling in here. Welcome to the program. Good afternoon, sir, Stu. Hello, Larry. I wish you had a TV in, uh, in front of you right now because uh, uh, the pathetic nonsense is on TV again. They're in their seventh vote, and he lost again. Same thing. They're right up to 20 votes again against him. Yeah. In that's... fact, he, he's passed the fourth four-vote threshold within five minutes of voting. Well, yet they have to go through this, and now they're going to have an eighth vote and a ninth vote. Let me let me ask you something. This Gates, too, Gates from Florida, the mm-hmm. Republican, I can't stand him either. Never liked him as a Republican. First, he voted for, um, he can't, he, he, he hates McCarthy. No, obviously. Okay? They, he hates him. Yeah. There's nothing to do with policy. He hates the guy, period. Mm-hmm. So, he first he voted for uh, Jordan. Then he voted for Holland. And guess who he voted for today? I can't even. Choice. I can't even. Trump. Uh, Trump. Yeah. Okay. Great. That's correct. Yeah. He voted for Trump today. Mm-hmm. Stood right up in the in the thing. They, he thought he was a really smirk, big smirk on his face. So I vote for Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing. You got 20 who are never going to change their mind. Okay. That's it. But I don't care what McCarthy decides he's going to give them. He can give them the world. These 20 people are not changing their mind. So, 
What are we going to do? I know. Still, I'm asking you. I don't know. They have obviously some of them have a personal agenda for for one reason that we may not know. And uh, you know, I'm, he's made a lot of well. What did concessions. I tell you about McCarthy like over two months ago? Huh? Do you think McCarthy? Do you think I'm right now that McCarthy belongs to the swamp? That he's part of the problem. He's part of the swamp. He votes for everything that the Democrats throw in front of him. McCarthy caused this problem on himself. Well, yeah, I understand that, and that's some of the reasons why they don't want him to be uh, Speaker of the House, obviously. And then there are other reasons that I think are pretty personal with some of them. So, do you do you think do you think if I was a part of this uh, voting, do you think I would vote one of the two hundred that would vote for McCarthy, or do you think I would be in the twenty twenty people? Uh, category would not vote for. I think you'd vote for McCarthy because uh, all in all I think it's a it's a more positive thing for the uh, party. What would you do? Yeah. Hmm? You know something I I, I don't know. I, I think that he if, if he gave it, this this should not be a personality um a debate. If he gave me everything that I wanted that yeah. I was uh, disappointed in I would say, yes, I would change my mind. Well, he okay. seems to be doing that. Uh, maybe uh, we don't know about some yeah, things that he did I don't know what's didn't. going on behind closed doors in the back mm-hmm. room. I have no idea. But all of this should have been done before this election. You know how they do the other elections? Like when Nancy Pelosi came on the floor for a vote, she knew that she had the votes. You're not going to bring a vote on the floor if you don't know you you, you have the votes. What, what? Why are they doing this when they don't know that they don't have the votes? Yeah, they might as Why well they, not. What do they keep doing this for? I don't know. There's, I can't figure that one out, Larry. We'll find out someday, maybe. Well, I don't know what's going to happen because these 20 people aren't changing their mind, and McCarthy apparently is not, not leaving. Well, he's going to have to leave sometime because they just can't go on for weeks and weeks with this, obviously. Well, they got some swearing in of the new elected people. Instead, they're just sitting around swearing. Yeah. That woman that called yesterday, by the way, you you were uh, you 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 told us she had a good point in what I said about the uh, city council and about people voting five to four and six to three and no, stuff. No, her and point her this. point was yeah, that and you agree with her. Her point where, has where was, where was I contradictive on what I said? No, her point is that everybody uh, has a right to their opinion. That's all. Even no, no, the... she said I was contradictive. <clears throat> Okay, I, what I, I don't remember the a lot. The city council and how they vote, and then and then when I went to this uh, mm-hmm. this problem here, I don't think I've ever been contradictive. I've been straightforward with with what these people do, um, especially in the Republican Party, which I'm a member of. Okay, I'm trying to remember the call. I remember something uh, to well, that point. But point blank, she said I was contradictive mm-hmm. between what I said regarding. Uh, uh, the the voting procedure and uh, and how these people vote and what they do, you know, with the five to four and six to three votes. Well, in the city council, by the way, I never I never said one way or the other. Uh, I just brought it up about the about the voting that took place regarding the zoning in in the uh, industrial park mm-hmm. that they want to put up there, and the, that the city hall was packed. I never gave my opinion one way or the other whether whether they should have voted for it or not. Um, do I feel bad for these people that live up there? Absolutely. And if I lived up there, would I vote against it? Probably, absolutely. 
but I wouldn't I wouldn't get involved in that one way or the other because I I I don't live up there. But I was glad to see City Hall packed and that all these people came out and spoke uh, 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 about how they feel about that going up there. Well, that's a good thing. People are starting to come out. Got to run. Yeah. It was, have it was a good excellent. day. So have a good afternoon, Stu. You too, Larry. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi. I just wanted to um, say the person that called before noon um, asking you about who's on Friday. Yes. And I just wanted to say um, he seems to me like Archie Bunker. Um, really? I never thought of him in that way. Well, telling Edith to stifle it. So if you're complaining about Fridays, you're talking about skipping. I skip on Fridays. So, um, well, you can skip any day you want. <laughs> it's good to skip. It's good exercise. Exactly. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he said, I hope no one complains about Fridays. And, you know, uh, that's what I do. I do errands. Uh, because I prefer something else. Preferably uh, Shelly Martinez, um, because it's all about sports on Fridays. Um, he does it from, he says, he, he does it from 10 to 11. You get a couple calls on, whatever. It, it really goes till noon. That's the end of the day. So that's my spiel on it. And... Um, for that person, um, he'll be in his glory. Okay, thanks for your spiel. Thank you. I love that word, spiel. How do you spell spiel? Is that a word, spiel? Hmm. Spiel. Don't hear that word very often. That's my spiel. Be a good name for a talk show. That's my spiel. Got some odds and ends with uh, some news stories as well, but we always like to hear from you at 889-5252. The new year is here. Falvey's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram has you covered with our Start Something New sales event going on now. Let us help you make 2023 your best year yet. You work hard, you deserve it. Falvey's will help you have the best car buying experience. Falvey's has a great selection of models in stock ready for immediate delivery. Falvey's has one of the largest selections of new vehicles to choose from, including the all-new plug-in hybrid 4XE Grand Cherokee and Wrangler. Save big during our Start Something New sales event. Located on Route 32 in Norwich, just down the street from Mohegan Sun, or visit us online at falvey's.com in the comfort of your own home, where you can easily custom order to meet your needs. In the center of it all, serving southeastern Connecticut and beyond since 1932. No matter what direction you're coming from, all roads lead to Falvey's. Hi, this is TJ Falvey. Stop by today and experience the Falvey's difference. WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. Welcome to our talk show, Time for Spiel. It just doesn't have a good ring to it, huh? Stu Breyer with you, WICH AM and FM Thursday. Here's uh, some new stories you won't hear anywhere else. You won't hear them on CNN, you won't hear them on Fox. 
but you'll hear him here. Shoplifter stuffs tequila bottle in pants. WBBH says the Cape Coral, Florida police are looking for a man who recently stole a $55 bottle of tequila from a liquor store by placing it down the front of his pants. The man was caught on a surveillance camera. Store owners know the man because he has tried to steal from them before. The video shows the man with a bulge in the front. The store just wants the man to apologize and bring back the tequila. Well, is that that's a lot of money for tequila. Ooh, 55 bucks for the bottle of tequila? Just for heartburn, huh? Should come with Tums. A jogger, believe it or not, was attacked by an owl. A Hinsdale Patch website says LaGrange Park, Illinois man, recently attacked by an owl while running in a forest preserve. Dear Barry says the owl hit him in the back of the head. There's a huge bird flying around my head. My initial thought was that it was a hawk. Then it landed in a tree. I shined my light. It was a big brown owl. Pretty much a wise guy. I was kind of freaking out. I was yelling at it. Despite the attack, Barry plans to continue running in the forest preserve. You just might want to run in a different section. And You never hear owls don't usually do that. They just kind of hang out. And uh, Starbucks has a problem. Goats are loitering outside Starbucks. The Richmond News says two goats have been loitering outside the West Kelowna, Canada, Starbucks. The goats have no leashes or collars and allow Starbucks customers to pet them. Some people have been feeding the goats before they go into Starbucks. Oh, here's a, here's a spicy one. Woman confronts a cheating husband in a bathroom stall. In Elsa, Texas, a woman recently caught her husband and his mistress having lunch at a wing stop. The husband saw his wife coming, so he dashed into the men's room. His mistress got up and left as if nothing was wrong. The wife walked into the men's restroom and looked under the stalls. She didn't see any legs or feet because her husband was crouched on a toilet. He acted like he had no idea what she was talking about. Oh, yes. And finally, the things you find in your car engine. Mechanics have found a bunny in a car engine. United Press International says mechanics were recently working on a BMW at a Naples, Florida dealership when one of them found a bunny trapped in the vehicle motor mount area. The mechanics freed the bunny before it started running around the auto shop. The mechanics caught the bunny and then released it outside the dealership Fortunately, it was not harmed. Okay. We're glad the bunny was not harmed. They're so cute, aren't they, the bunnies? Pretty soon we'll be talking about Easter. But we still have Valentine's Day, right? Groundhog Day. We'll be right back. Join Mark Patrick Seminars. Lose the weight or stop smoking. Guaranteed only $49.99. Seminars Saturday, January 7th at the Hilton Garden Inn, Route 2 in Preston. Weight loss seminar starts at 11 a.m. Stop smoking starts at 2 p.m. Registration 30 minutes prior to the seminar. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline is March 15th. Go to ctba.org. 
All right, anything goes this hour. 889-5252 if you want to get your point of view in on anything or have any questions. If I don't have the answer, I'll certainly uh, fake it. No, I'll certainly uh, give our listeners a chance to uh, give you an answer to some of your questions. So Pete Buttigieg was at the Gold Star Memorial Bridge yesterday. They're going to be doing some work on that. He is the Transportation Secretary in New London. Big picture in the day paper today. And he's wearing his uh, tie. Well, everybody's wearing their suit and tie. Hi, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi. Little old me. Yes. Um, I'm trying to initiate more changes in Norwich, and I think it's going to be very successful. It could... It could take a lot longer than I would like it to, but I am in communications with other town offices, departments. Mm-hmm. Um, China has been very rude in interfering with our business. They've done it in the retail sector and the medical sectors throughout our state, and it has really hit our area very, very, very hard with all kinds of medical entities. So I'm working on coordinating and upgrading communications software at the city and state level. So you talked about businesses? What do you mean they were rude with the businesses? I don't understand that. Our utilities. We're paying for them for their utilities when they don't have enough business in Norwich to pay anything on utilities at all themselves. Well, of course, they're trying to get as going on for decades. They're trying to get as much business. I've been here thirty-nine years now. Trying to they're trying to get as much business as possible all the time. You know that, Stu. I have been here thirty-nine years. Mm -hmm. Norwich is a mess. China is rude. Goodbye. Goodbye. Didn't like me disagreeing with her, but that's okay. I say you can give all your opinions you want. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Hi. You know what? You know what? A thought crossed my mind. Um, I was watching TV today, Mm -hmm. and they voted again. And uh, McCarthy didn't get the vote. It was about the seventh time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, seventh time. And I was uh, thinking that maybe those five uh, senators or six senators that, that won't vote for him, mm-hmm. maybe they, maybe Donald Trump is backing them. Well, he did. Uh, no, he's not backing them. Actually, he was supporting uh, uh, Kevin uh, McCarthy. And he was supporting him, which maybe was the yeah, kiss of death yeah, for him. But, yeah. the, but these guys, these guys aren't aren't. Uh, um, oh, because of Trump supported him. Is that it? Yes. Well, yeah, he's. Yeah. I don't I, think uh, tr- I'd want Trump to support me these days because it doesn't seem to work. Yes. Well, I I think that's what happened. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Okay. Um, well, it's. Yes, I think so. I think so because you know. Uh, McCarthy has been going down to Mar-a-Lago and, and uh, you know, visiting him down there. And uh, he's pretty close with him. So I wouldn't be surprised. That's just my feeling. All right. Thank you for your theory on that. Okay. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hi. Good afternoon. 
Mike. Good afternoon. Thank you for your carry on that. Yes. How are you doing? Could you turn the radio down, please? Yep. Um, yes, sir. All during the hearings, you know, on the Capitol thing, mm-hmm. all I heard was the Republicans complaining about wasting the taxpayers' money on Trump. And and now we got people prolonging the vote. And I thought we were a nation of choices when we go to vote on the ballot. We had more than one choice. And it sounds to me like the Republicans keep beating a dead horse and ain't never going to make it out of the the race. Well, there are some people that feel that they can do better with a Speaker of the House, but... Um, I ain't heard him mention anybody's name. Well, they mentioned a couple of guys' uh, names uh, yesterday, and but they don't want it. They don't want the position. <laughs> so Who would? That's my question. Well, Who would? I guess there are some people that would. Look at what's his name, uh, Nancy's predecessor. I mean, he drinks all the time now that he's out of the position. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't What's know. I wish uh, we'd all come together, but it's uh, we got a little ways to go on that, obviously. I think I would think we should have would have learned something in the past, but I guess uh, they haven't over there in the house. No, there's probably going to... comments, that's all. No, I appreciate them. Thank you very much. A lot of people are frustrated like yourself. Thank you. Thank you. 28 minutes after 1 at WICH. I mean, what's the sense of keeping going back and voting? It's the same votes. And uh, obviously, before they go in and vote, they must have an indication that some people may have changed their minds. I don't know. There was a cute editorial today in the day paper by David McGrath. He said, unlike many of my boomer brethren, I do not yearn for the good old days. Instead, I embrace change and shed no tears for the disappearance of manual typewriters, four-barrel carburetors. But there have been some extinctions for which there was no rhyme or reason and whose losses, I believe, have diminished us in some way. Did you read this? It's Kind of good. So in the spirit of optimism and hope for the new year, I advocate a comeback of the following worthy staples of American life. And then maybe you can tell me some of the things you would like to make a comeback to this year. Maps. How I love pouring over a road map spread out in the hood of a car. Not just for the adventure and satisfaction of plotting my own route, instead of outsourcing it to Google or Bing but also for the deeper knowledge I might absorb about the region's geography and culture that I cannot get from a digital screen. Maps and newspapers I miss even more. Story about a bridge collapse in Moldova or a bumper crop of grapes has more meaning and relevance for the reader with an accompanying map. This reader, uh, writer also says gumball machines. There was never a more magical introduction to the grown-up world of pleasure and commerce than those colorful gumball machines. Grouches remain, removed them from most drugstores, gas stations, supermarkets, and diners for reasons of health, security, and profit, but also because they did not appreciate how this miraculous dispenser gives a kid his first feeling of control, independence, and immediate gratification. Put in a penny and turn the knob, 
and reward plops into your hand. Of course, when they had them later on, it was more than a penny. Granted, 1950s-era gumballs rotted your teeth, but bring them back with dentist-recommended Orbit gum and restore an important fabric of American childhood. These are things that he would like to make. Anything that you think we should have a comeback? Wing vent windows in cars. When it was not hot enough for the air conditioning, but the air in the car was stale, those small triangular vent windows were the answer. The driver and front passenger could adjust them at just the right angle for cooling and for fresh air, even if it was raining. And here's something that he would like magically to come back. Gas station attendants. Speaking again of cars, while we do not have to leave their comfort and safety while completing a transaction at the bank, paying a toll, getting a COVID shot, or visiting a McDonald's or Starbucks, we still have to get out, regardless of how we are dressed, at a gas station. Again, I evoke my childhood when my six brothers and sisters and I were mesmerized, watching from the inside of our station wagon as the attendants sprayed the windshield and wiped back and forth, back and forth, until we could clearly see a smile. We are the men from Texaco. We work from Maine to Mexico. Again, I invoke my childhood. The difference today, if their jobs were resurrected, would likely be the presence of a tip jar next to the pump. But at least gas station attendants, unlike a lot of store clerks or baristas, would deserve them. And he would like magically to have pay phones make a comeback. Am I the only one who dreads talking on the phone? I'd rather converse with someone in person, send them an email or even a letter, which is why I held off on getting a cell phone for the longest time, compelled finally to purchase one when the last of the pay phones disappeared and I had no other choice for emergencies. So yes, I'd like to see pay phones and their accompanying Superman booths returned, but they should include a digital screen and the capability to text, in which case I would gleefully fling my cell phone into the Chicago River. Well, actually, he said I'll recycle it at Best Buy. Magically, he would like to see term papers make a comeback. Students hate them. Teachers hate reading and grading them. Therefore, many schools have eliminated them, substituting blogs, oral reports, website creation, PowerPoint presentations, and even podcasts. But teaching students how to distinguish among logical arguments and fallacies, flimsy documents and reputable sources, facts versus alternative facts, or truth and lives, all by applying Aristotelian principles of logic and modern language. Remember when you took those uh, term papers and uh, and you didn't want to run out of time and your pencil broke and the teacher wasn't looking up? So he says, uh, now it's your turn to think. Should, what do you think should make a comeback? Milk trucks, door-to-door Christmas carolers, Seinfeld, people actually having dinner together as families. <laughs> Kind of a cute little article. There are things that we miss, don't you? I miss that. Because I'm not a big techie guy, and everybody is lost in the tech uh, world, which means I'm, day by day, I'm getting left behind. But uh, I just thought things were a lot easier when you could call somebody like the uh, 
electric company and somebody would answer the phone, connect you? Don't you long for those days, huh? Instead of waiting, uh, we'll be with you shortly, and then you listen to music for 45 minutes. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Mostly cloudy temperatures falling from the mid-40s into the 30s after sunset. Going to drop to 34 tonight with some fog, maybe a pop-up shower. Scattered rain showers tomorrow on a cloudy Friday, high of 43. Mix of sun and clouds Saturday, 42. Mostly sunny on Sunday, but clouds will be on the increase as the day goes along, a high of 40. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. We've been hanging out at 45 degrees most of the day. Welcome to the program. Hi, I'm on again, just for a second. What you I got? I would like to see microplastics addressed for every single food product that's in plastic. I was on the air with Shelly a couple of weeks ago um, about it briefly. Uh, and I would like to see milk bottles come back. Um, the, these farmers are making a ton of money. And even though costs increase for them, they, they keep increasing their prices and still making a ton of money. Um, and they don't, they're not committed to paying a minimum wage to their employees or workers. Um, and I would like to see, you know, China not exploit the American culture anymore. It's gone on for a long time now. They don't respect warranties. They don't provide any in their products. They are using our names, our business names, to um, manufacture products without a warranty, and they don't have good pots and pans. They don't have, you know, they're, they're copycats, and they're not copycatting and reproducing very well with quality. And this summer or spring, um, on our money, they spent billions or trillions of dollars looking for an earth that wasn't there. They're doing it through dollar stores. They're doing it through, um, you know, all kinds of. Well, we need to make things in our in this country. That we need to make many more things in this country. They're not the only country exploiting or ignoring or being ignorant to the ways this country was founded on by Republicans and Democrats, and I'm sure there's some reasons for that. But the main thing is to counteract, and I have a very close acquaintance friend of mine that was telling me that Ohio is 100% for an encroachment. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can we can rebuild the state, but I think it has gone from thirty five percent control by the state to zero percent. Okay, with the last two governors, I gotta run. and as long as we have accounting principles at the municipal level and the state level, we should be able to mm-hmm. reconstruct our government. All right, thank thank you for the call and get our budgets going. All right, thank Bye-bye. you. Hello, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi. I'd like to see us go back to the lifestyle of Mayberry. Andy Griffith time frame. Of course, Mayberry. that was the 60s. Mm-hmm. But people were trustworthy back then. You know, you could, like, like me, when I was young, I could walk around. My mother, okay, my mother and father would send us kids 
up to either North, or right, down to North Stonington Fair, Ledger Fair, or Presser City Fair, where it was still running, six and eight, and leave us there alone for the day, because everyone in town knew everybody, well, down the other way, but it, it was trustworthy. Us as little girls going to a 12, 12 um, uh, Saturday cinema movie uh, for a birthday party, the parents could leave you off in the middle of Norwich. You had the big policemen walking around with their little their billy clubs. And you could come out and get picked right up. No one bothered you at all. You well, couldn't do that. Now, there, was less fear that. That, there was less fear in those days. I mean, obviously, we still had crime, but there was less fear. Well, there were more morals and common sense, and I agree. Everything we have from here on in, we should disconnect from China. And it should be made in the U.S. And you know what? I got an a, a example of a new magazine coming out. It's called The Week, a December issue. It was free. Of course, they want you to buy it. But I, three things in it. Here's one. This, that pertains to us. Okay. It says... Um, the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and Treasurer Lynn Malarba saw their signatures reproduced on new U.S. currency. The first not to have a man's signature. Money, said Yellen, can tell us who we are, what we value, and what is possible. Now, I don't know what the heck she was trying to say. I don't know. She's a, I think she's a little strange. Yeah, I gotta, I'm, strange. I'm going to have to check out, but I, thanks for calling. <gasps> WICH, welcome. Hey, Sue. Hey. Um, I have a question for you, and it's more, not unless, not about what everybody's been talking about. I know all these pedestrians that have been killed last year, I don't know them, but these people that have been killed that are walking, getting hit by cars. Yeah, it's been more and more every year, it seems, yep. I, I don't know if this has anything to do with it or just coincidental, but I remember last year that there's state of Connecticut passed a law that you can walk anytime you want out in the middle of the street, pretty much, uh, crosswalks, etc. I know it's almost happened to me down on Water Street a couple months ago. I was in the middle lane. Uh, mm-hmm. It was in the evening. Three lanes of traffic. The guy just walks up in the middle of the road and just keeps walking. Nobody hit him, thank God. Didn't even hit the light, just I'm in the crosswalk. I can walk out in traffic. I don't know if any of this is happening from, you know, the accidents that you hear about, but just something that I brought, thought thought about and said, I don't know if this has anything to do with it or not, but just my opinion. Yeah, different to you, as you know, we're all we have to stop for anybody, even if they're not on the crosswalk, naturally. Yep. But uh, some people are reckless when they're walking across the street. I mean, I. I see people at night jogging with uh, black outfits, and then last minute I see them, and that that yeah. gives you really scared. I'll tell you that yep. much. Yep, yep. But so, I just, you know, I mean, the state passed this law that the pedestrians have the right of way and this and that. Well, yeah, but if you're a, even if you're a two hundred pound person, you got a two thousand pound car. Eh, chances aren't too good you're going to make it. But. So what you're saying is they don't give too many jaywalking tickets anymore. I don't ever see a jaywalking ticket. <laughs> I've never car. seen one ever, yeah. No, no. Just thought I'd bring it up. All right, thank you. Okay. Yeah, be careful crossing the street. That's something we learned in the second grade. 
And uh, unfortunately, there were more uh, people hit by cars this past year. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Um, I agree with Sue about, you know, we always talk about this, about times being different. And <clears throat> My father used to take me and a friend every year to Riverside Park in Agawang, Massachusetts. And I was eight, nine, ten, and all the years I went, and he would sit by himself because my mother had passed at that point he would take me and my friend and he would like sit at the beer garden <laughs> those times were different too and we'd get our wristband and get stamped in and we would just run around all day long and just jump on the rides without him mm -hmm. he'd say look at your watch this is what time i want you to meet me back here and we'll check in and then we'll have a little lunch and you guys can go back on and finish your day yeah and no, that's what we did you know, everybody has that fear more than ever with kids and yes. you know you want to be protective of, of them certainly I mean when I was a kid I went out at on a summer day at nine o'clock and maybe came back at five my, my husband said the same thing and we were talking about that but it was upstate New York and he'd get on his little fishing boat and mm -hmm. see later mom at seven and you know by supper time he'd come back but we all grew up with after supper I'd leave the house and I wasn't allowed to play to like you know picked up my plate and went in and everything and um Said, can I go outside and play? You know, Stu's at the door. He wants to go ride bikes. Uh-huh. And then we lived in a little cul-de-sac. And when those streetlights came on, everybody knew that's when you came in. We didn't have a watch on. We didn't have a cell phone like the kids now. And then the other thing was you could, um, some people whistled for their kids. <laughs> I remember that. Like a couple parents told me that they uh, they whistled. Yeah, my mother would put her head out the window on the top floor. <laughs> <laughs> Do we? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Really? That was because all our playing area was like two tenths of a mile or a tenth of a mile, and it, it is a shame. And I, I think kids don't get outside and play like they used to. My neighbors' kids—they're in the house all day long, and when they do come out because they sleep so late, then they're out in the pool and stuff. But like we used to go to the beach and meet our friends and hang out, and of course the mall days. 70s and the 80s, not 80s, but the 70s, we all met at the mall. And like she said, too, we, we went to the movies. I got dropped off in seventh grade with all my girlfriends, and our so-called boyfriends at the time would come, too. And we were, what well, time's the movie out? We'll come pick you up and straight home. No, no, mm -hmm. you know, soda afterwards. And they knew where we were, and they weren't worried about us. And other people watched out. I don't think people are too afraid to say something like, that whole see something, say something thing, but it, it's true. They don't want to be involved. It's like, oh, my God, like, you know, or, or it's too much. It's, it's somebody looks suspicious. Everybody's so high alert that it's nothing sometimes, but it's still good to say something, I guess, so. All right. Anyway. Well, I I had fun in those days, and believe me, uh, kids were always outside. Well, even your age group and mine, you're 70, right? Are you 70? I've hit that mark, so... Thank you. Only because you said it out loud, and I'm 60, so... We um, would... Uh, you know, it's the 60s and the 70s people... We would go it. out to, uh, you know, play hockey on the sidewalk. Yeah. Hockey stick, and I would probably break two hockey sticks a, a week, but... We'd play uh, tennis in the middle of the road. Yeah. We'd play tennis. And we'd have somebody watch out for cars. It was like yeah. a crow going, cars, cars, you know, so... Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God, that's so funny. It's like, car coming, car coming. Okay. Yep. Yep, exactly. Well, all right. Thanks for your time today. All right, Have thank a good weekend. You. Sure. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hey, Stu. How you doing? All right. Thank you. All right. Well, another week winding down, huh? Yeah. It's, a, it's been quick weeks with all these extra holidays, huh? I know it. Mm -hmm. Hey, Stu, uh, 
Uh, our beloved Senator Blumenthal was in the area yesterday underneath the Gold Star Bridge. Oh, he was under there. I thought it was Murphy. Okay. It was, it was Blumenthal. Maybe Murphy was there, too, doing mm. nothing. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, did he call into the radio station yesterday? Oh, God, no. No. Oh, really? He forgot all about you, didn't he? He definitely forgot all about me. Oh, all right. I told him, don't forget about me when you're a senator. and you're yes. yes, I remember that. And how many years ago was that? I don't know, seven years, six years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Stu, you know, uh, in the state of New Jersey, uh, you can't pump your own gas. Is that right? No yeah, kidding. You, you, you don't get out and pump your own gas. Uh, hmm. They pump it for you, but then again, too, after they get done pumping your gas, they got their hand out. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so they expect a tip every time they do it. Well, I don't know if they expect it, but... Okay. Maybe when you're not looking, they pour soda or whatever into your gas tank if you don't tip them. That's interesting. Yeah. And one other thing, too. The McDonald's down there on Route 2 in uh, North Stonington, mm-hmm. there's a payphone. No kidding. Yes. The last payphone on earth. Yes, it's, it's still there, and, it's, it's, and it actually works. That's interesting. I have not seen a, a payphone in uh, forever. But no, they- it, it's there. I know, because I've used it. But, uh, hey, Stu, if these uh, Republicans don't get their act together, and uh, if Ron DeSantis doesn't decide to run in 2024, I think that Biden's going to slip back in again. Uh, I don't think so. I don't even think he's going to run, and if he does... um, I do. I mean, he wouldn't give an interview when he was running the last time, and he was down in his basement, I imagine. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. No, it didn't matter this time. I get it. I understand. Yeah, I don't think it'll matter this time neither. But uh, I don't think, uh, like I said, if they don't get their act together and start sticking together, the Republicans, and uh, if DeSantis doesn't run in 2024, I think that that man's going to come back back to us to, to haunt us again. Well, I'll tell you that uh, in the next two years, you're going to hear all these bad things about DeSantis. Yeah, probably. You know how it works. They're going to find bad things, and uh, most of them are not going to be true. No, I know, I know. Not not if you listen to CNN. So we're pretty fed up with some of the shenanigans in politics. I hope at least they can get a Speaker of the House. I hope so. All right, thank you. Have a good weekend. You too. Hi, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Quickly, it was Pete Buttigieg that was there under the Gold Star Bridge, and he brought a lot of money. You know, I know he was there, and but uh, there were also, uh, I thought Chris Murphy was there, too. And, uh, oh, they were there, too? Under the bridge, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, bye. Thank you. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the program. You're on Hi. the air. Hi. Hi, Stu. This is Trish from Uncasville. How are you? Good, Trish. How's it going with you? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, blessed New Year. I hope everybody has a great New Year. That would be nice, yes. I want to tell you thank you so much for having Rob Simmons on. He's always right on. Oh, he's a, he's a smart guy, and in my opinion, very smart guy. And uh, he wasn't treated kindly in Connecticut when he should have been. Uh, they should have had him run for office again. They missed out on a good person. Oh, he, he's an excellent man, good-hearted, and he's, he's telling like it is. 
Yep. And like I said, if he ever runs, I would definitely vote for him. But, but I want to say thank you for having him on. No, well, it was fun. We like to have him on. And he's the kind of guy that's really down the middle. He'll he'll agree with the other side, and I like that. I really like that, too. And thank you for everything you do, Stu, okay? All right. You have a wonderful year. Okay. You have a blessed year. Thank you. Hello, welcome to the program. So, yeah. How you doing? See how I respond to my name? I'm doing all right, sir. Thank you. All right, buddy. Hey, uh, did I hear you say that you don't think Joe Biden was going to run again? No, I don't think he's going to run again. No. Nope. Oh, no. Say it is so. <laughs> well, don't lose any sleep over it. I could, I'm telling you, I, I could be I wrong. Mean, this last couple of years, I'm doing so great. And, and I think I speak for 99.9% of the people in this country. I mean, him and Kamala just took the bull by the horns. They hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. How, how could we afford to lose that team? Well, he was supposed to bring people together, in my opinion, and certainly people are welcome to disagree with me, but I think he's divided a lot of people. Oh, I learned so much from him, though. You know, I, I, used, to, I used to stay on the bike when it was moving. Oh, yeah? Now I know better. <laughs> You're a you rascal. Know? You're and a these rascal. Stairs, these stairs on my house, it took 48 years. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> finally. Finally. I know how to fall up the stairs three times. Well, that could happen to anybody. I a couple jokes in there for you. Yeah, still. I know you throw some in. <laughs> All right, so don't lose any sleep. No, I will not. All right, thank you. <laughs> and he ain't going to run in 2024. He doesn't know he ran in 2020. No, I don't think he's going to run. But oh, I don't know, I don't oh know who they'll goodness. put up so there. Any, 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 me and you, Stu. Yeah. Me and you. Okay. You want to be the pres or the vice? Uh, I, 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 maybe a little vice would be all right. But that's... <laughs> Have a good day. Thank too. you. There's a lot of vice in politics, isn't there? Okay, so Pete Buttigieg was in town looking over the uh, the bridge in New London, making sure the structural repairs, uh, which if they need them, please get them. It's not cheap, but certainly uh, you want that bridge to be as strong as possible, right? And let's see, Senator Chris Murphy was there. I don't, I don't remember um, anybody else. No, I don't think so. Hmm? But I think Murphy was there. Just reading an article about it. There's a big picture in the paper of uh, Pete Buttigieg, who is the uh, transportation secretary. He was uh, mayor with Mayor Michael Passero. And uh, there was a news conference at the Thames River Boat Launch in New London. The Gold Star Memorial Bridge Repair Project was awarded $158 million in federal grants to accelerate repairs as part of President Biden's bipartisan infrastructure law. Okay, that's a good thing. How are we doing on the time? Well, I got seven minutes till two if you'd like to squeeze in a call. Or we can do. Uh, How's Homer Simpson these days? What's he up to? Mmm. Donuts. Donuts. Oh. You have no idea how many donuts I used to eat. All right, here's a couple of um, puns and ad libs from Groucho Marx. Happened as a result of a newspaper ad that I answered a year or so ago. A gentleman in Laguna Beach advertised in the post. There are no gentlemen in Laguna Beach. <laughs> Gentleman is now abroad. 
This couldn't be Christine, huh? My major was nursing and my minor was... Your major was a nurse? Nursing. Oh, nursing. And my minor was psychology. Oh. And did you become a nurse? I was a nurse before I started for my... I had an RN degree before I started for the BS. So what's an RN? I won't ask you what the other letter is. The uh, sweet little old lady from Tennessee who ran a boarding house for college students. I'm sure you'll remember her, but maybe you won't remember this conversation because it never got on the air. And here it is. Well, what did you do away up there north in Tennessee, Grandma? I ran boarding house for this college students. And, uh, college students? Yeah, and I had the boys on the first floor and the girls on the second floor, and I sure, sure kept me busy. Lots of times I felt like using a broom. <laughs> Why, did you want to fly around the room or something? Did, uh, do you believe a woman should uh, work after she's married? No, but <clears throat> I believe it's only right until we get a little money ahead in case of a, well, a sudden little mishap. Sure, I remember. Do you sing it? Yeah, well, I can. I'll sing it as best I can. Uh-huh. Somebody, a place I have to tell you about this. Uh, <laughs> some big catastrophe took place in the United States. I don't remember what it was exactly, but we gave a benefit, and it was at the Metropolitan Opera House in New York because at that time that was the biggest theater. And I walked out on the stage, and there were sixty musicians sitting out front, dressed in evening clothes. I'd never seen anybody dressed in evening clothes except my father when he got married. But here were. <laughs> Did you read the, uh, your, is he related to you, the uh, character in Indiana? No, we're not connected in any way. Not even the jawbone with the knee bone? <laughs> he bone connected with the jawbone. I love Groucho. Let's get a couple of calls in. Hi, W-I-C-H. Hi, Stu. You, uh, yeah. Were you um, on this hour? I wanted to say that, uh, why, while, um, Buttigieg, was down here in New London, if he could have overlooked that bridge connected from Asylum Street mm-hmm. to, I forget what the other part was, it was by Utley and Jones. Yeah, I know what you mean. I gotta, I gotta run, though. I'm getting really tight. Thank you. Hi, W-I-C-H. Hey, good afternoon, Stu. I didn't call the cell. Listen, okay, I want yeah. you to have a great weekend, Thank and you. Uh, I love Grouch. Oh, man. All right, we're going to hear he's him. A, he's, he's an amazing guy. I've been listening to him on PBS. All right, take care of yourself. All right, we'll play a little more uh, Groucho. I think uh, we could use a little humor here. I must have some reputation, you know. There isn't anything anybody can say to me anymore that doesn't evoke some kind of a dirty laugh from the audience. <laughs> what do you mean by the old-fashioned way? Now, what is the most unusual thing you've been asked to purchase? Well, I would say the, um, oh, let's see, just recently we had a request uh, over the phone for the magic pillow. You know, uh, it's uh, a very unusual uh, 
scared. Tell me, quick, what is it? Huh? What does it do? Hurry, hurry. One of these pillars, you know, and you put it in, it's electrical, oh. and you plug it in the wall, and then it wiggles, and you can sit on it, and it uh, massages your spine, and, uh, well, when you're watching television, you can put it on your, you know, put your feet on it, and massages your feet, and, well, um, if, if I'm going to get something that wiggles, could, uh, I don't want a pillow. <laughs> Tell him one of those. There's no women up in that camp. You may think you were describing a pillar. You were actually describing the girl of my dreams. I think they do. You know, they do very well. Well, did you have a girl in this country that you uh, were enamored of and that was the reason you didn't want to accept this chief's offer? No, I uh, don't have a girl, gotcha. You don't have any girl? Right? No, sir. The one. <laughs> How old did you say you were? Thirty-one. <laughs> you had a girl, I imagine. Well, uh, how do you mean that? <laughs> well, I meant it in the in, in the nicest way you possibly could. And finally, probably our all-time favorite. This is a sequence that has never before seen the light of day. And if we want to stay on the air. I guess it never will. It features a rather remarkable woman who runs a boarding house in Hollywood. And I can't wait to see this one myself. A boarding house keeper must have many curious experiences, Mrs. Blainer. Do you have any hot ones you could tell us about? Well, the, the worst one was uh, when I first got married. Uh, I thought I'd surprise my 